What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And joining us today is the super talented Veronica Falconary Hayes. Hello. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. On the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, or working for the man. You can email us info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show, questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, show topic ideas, artist suggestions. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, MoGraph.com. Check us out on all the things. And if you got a question that's super noob, we don't care. Send it over. You got a question that's super advanced? We don't care. We'll pretend we know the answer. <laughs> that's that's more than likely the case. That yeah. could be more than likely the case with the noob questions as well. That's right. Yeah, we have an email from Jack who uh, sent us uh, uh, some questions and things, but it's about NFTs, so we'll talk about that in the NFT section mm-hmm. today for sure. We'll read it and discuss. And we don't have a lot. Uh, to talk about really besides the fact uh in the week wrap up that the houdini course has been updated Ooh, in the marvels you got yeah, the marvels. did you add that did you add that in there yeah yeah i did okay, uh got sure. to okay. we we have the the 18.5 houdini update yes to the stop being afraid of houdini course mark has put in so much time on this yeah. he spent 150 something hours recording all new content he's updated content he's added things like it's it's pretty incredible. You go in there. There's stuff on procedural modeling. You can procedurally model a coffee oh, cup now. On. There's a lot of stuff on uh, render engines, Mantra, Solaris, and of course Octane. There's a lot of Octane stuff in here now that there wasn't before. It shows you how to uh, install Octane, run Octane. There's some other Octaney things in there. So of course Redshift was there to begin with. It's still there. Uh, the great part about this is if you were already an existing, stop being afraid of Houdini. Uh, student, mm-hmm. you now have the class. We send out totally we sent out an email. You've got the update, so now you've got two classes. If you go look at your classes, because <laughs> we didn't want to ruin like everybody's progress that yeah. they have on their other one, where you could see what you've done. Yeah, and we didn't want to make it complicated and, and hard to figure out. So it's one of those things where now, if you want to get into the eighteen point five stuff, or you're just starting. You can go check out just those, or you can start over from scratch mm-hmm. if you want, uh, because some of the things. That are in there, say, updated or, say, new. However, for the most part, most of these videos are updated for the new interface and things. It Some of it's just little updates, and we didn't put an updated tag on, you know, every you know, 10 seconds of updated right. something. It's just this, like, the major <clears throat> things. So make sure you check that out. You've got that now, and if you're going to buy the course from this point on, that's the version that you're going to get. I just got to I got to thank Mark for doing that, putting in all the extra time, mm-hmm. especially at the last second. I got to give Pickle Nick a shout out mm-hmm. for making this happen. We had a lot of edit issues and he was able to just take this thing and just like kill it. Yep. Uh, He's a rock he star. He knocked out like 40 something hours worth of content editing mm-hmm. in like 2 weeks. It's yeah. pretty phenomenal. And Jeremy, yeah. he put the stuff together on the on the course site. So thank you everybody for uh, your hard work. It's it's really hard for someone like me to let go of certain mm-hmm. tasks. Yes, it is very it's, hard for Dave to let go. <laughs> I like to QC tasks. all these things. I like to make sure everything's done right. There's a reason for it. The yeah. reason is if I delegate it to the wrong person, it might not get done correctly, and that's Which, exactly that's what, what happened. happened the first day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's all about <laughs> delegating. Is all about finding those people that you know you can trust to get yep. stuff done. <clears throat> you know, and and not everybody has the same 
strengths and qualities and things. And if you can find the right people, it's it's really great to just be able to sit back and say, look, everybody's doing what they got to do. I will say that I love Notion for this because yeah, when we're doing these giant projects and putting all this information in giant databases, there's two things that you can do when it comes to notifications on Notion. And one of those things is that you can have somebody at you or directly ask you a question mm-hmm. or comment or something, and then you answer them. But you also get notifications for things that you're quote unquote following. And as somebody who is trying to manage more than one project, it is so nice to be able to look at stuff I'm following, mm-hmm. see that other people are working on things, other people are hashing out problems together, and I can passively read it, and I don't have to get involved and make everybody's life more difficult and be like, what yeah. is the issue? Yeah, I just watch them take care of it. They know what they're doing. Yep. They're good. Yep. They're awesome. Cool. Mark's in the chat right now. Jeremy's yeah. in the chat right now. Yeah. wonder if Pickle Nick's listening. I don't know. Probably not. He's like, I already hear enough of y'all's voice. Yeah, right. Uh, Jeff Burns in the chat was asking about Camp MoGraph. Uh, yeah. Just a reminder that Camp MoGraph tickets go on sale June 1st. It is Ooh, happening wait. this year. Super exciting. It's uh, September 9th through the 12th in Portland, Oregon. So uh, you can go to CampMoGraph.com. Check out the details on that. Um uh yeah, we got some great fireside chat uh speakers. We got TJ Kearney, Hazel Baird, and Beeple. I'm I like I mean, we've confirmed with Beeple several times, you know, so this is gonna be this is gonna be it's gonna be killer. We booked him before he became super Way famous. Before. Yeah. <laughs> so don't tell anybody he's yeah. coming. Don't tell anyone, yeah. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. We we don't need we don't we don't need uh uh like angel investors and stuff like that <laughs> coming to the, the we camp. don't need them at camp. Yeah. they can go hang out somewhere else yeah let's keep it let's keep it the designers so but uh, tickets artists, do go yeah. on sale june 1st um check out campmograph.com for all the details want to give a shout out to all of our amazing sponsors for that because without them the ticket prices would be astronomical they help keep the prices down and keep it affordable i mean three day a uh, uh, three or three and a half day what vacation all in all expenses or all all inclusive that's what it is all inclusive you know and all because of these amazing sponsors so first off we've got maxon we've got video copilot and we've got otoy as well as our uh gold sponsors minimal massive um the local portland oregon uh studio and uh grayscale gorilla and then also our bronze sponsors a scripts and school emotion if you're going to camp mograph give them a shout out and tell them thank you for helping keep the price of tickets down so yeah. june 1st make sure and check it out if you're planning on getting a treehouse one i would get there exactly right when away. it goes on sales because uh you know we had yeah. some pre-sales for the previous camps uh, uh alumni and a lot of those got taken up so we've only got you know a handful of them left so you want to get in as soon asap um, and if you don't you don't you get something you else sorry right, yeah. we're all gonna be together it's i mean honestly i'm sleeping in the uh i'm sleeping in the uh the adventure village you know which is the video co-pilot village you know and those are the those are like the more you know rustic cabiny ones but they've all got heating they've all got you know you're, you're, it's it's not gonna it's be not, it's not gonna be bad it's not as cold as last year it's not as cold as last year yeah and it's in september <laughs> it's september. september in portland yeah. is gonna be incredible yeah i'm so excited for that i'm so. thinking about maybe we <clears throat> might rv up there but it's a long trek i'm realizing that it's like 34 hours of driving yeah. just in a normal truck yeah or car 
that's yeah. not an RV that's right. going slower than usual and you right. have to stop a lot. So I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. It's a long journey. A and long then a journey. long journey back at yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah. It's like, ugh. Yeah. You should I just know. fly. Just fly. Uh, I might just fly. Yeah. The, the, here's the thing. It's like four grand to keep the RV for that long. So yeah, it's like, you don't want to do that. Just yeah. fly. And how much is the yeah, gas make, for it? <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. like, mm. Yeah. Unless we can buy an RV in that time. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We'll work know. on that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about the logistics of it and it sounds like such a fun thing mm-hmm. oh we'll stop at the grand canyon yeah we'll do, it's like yeah but it's like but then you gotta go like a week at, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. if you stretch yeah. it out long enough but yeah you're talking like yeah. a month <laughs> almost a month yeah. <laughs> show but, us your comic book by oh, the way yeah, yeah, yeah. so in other mograph news you may not you may not know why this is mograph news but this is the new alex ross um comic book called the marvels here, and let me take it out of the sleeve so that y'all can see. Um, for anyone who has been following uh, Otoy, um, mm-hmm. Alex Ross and Jules Erbach are friends, and he turned Jules into an actual character, which is amazing. It's yeah. a character named Kashum. So, and I tried um, to get a copy and I couldn't. They're all sold out, all comic yeah. book stores. Yeah. I went I went to my local comic book store and I was like, Yeah, I need I need the Marvels. Do you guys have it? Even though I had already pre ordered a couple of them. I wanted to pre order like two of them um from an online comic book place so that I could I, I wanted one I want I want Jules to sign one of them for me, you know? Because uh, <laughs> I think it'd be cool, you know. And yeah. uh, I wanted one that I could take out of the package and actually read, you know, not worry about getting it all dirtied up and stuff. I wonder so. if he could uh, get it to... Uh, to Alex Ross. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. ask him. I'll ask him hey, next time um, I talk to him. A question for you with camp. Uh, Dave yeah. Glance is asking, what are the COVID protocols for camp? So Do you have that posted here? Are you, I, I are you still working on that? We're still working on that. As of right now, so <clears throat> with the camp and the reason we know that it's happening... Is because um, the the what is it the emergency protocols or whatever whatever the high level high medium low levels you know for Portland of, yeah Portland's really high right now and that's the problem right well right? Um, so the thing is even with those protocols you know we want to keep the camp super intimate and super small. So we're not jam packing people full of, you know, the camp can hold 400 people in it, but we want to keep it small. We want to keep it intimate. That's the whole idea behind it. That's why we also picked up all the sponsors so that they can help cover the overhead costs and stuff because we have to pay for all the people in order to rent out the, the whole camp. Yeah. You know, um, got to pay for 400 people. We got to pay for 400 people in there. But yeah, yeah, but we're only putting 125 total. And that that includes, you know, all the sponsor people, all the uh, the staff that includes all the people coming in, you know, so only 125 people. So everyone, everyone will be separated bunk wise. Like you've got a divider, you know, in between you and you don't have to, I mean, you can pick top bunk, bottom bunk, whatever you want to do, but you've got a whole section by yourself, which is great outside. I'm assuming, you know, I, I, I don't know. I would assume you wouldn't need to worry too much because I think the CDC just recently came and said, you know, outdoor, the possibility of getting, catching it outdoors is minimal. 
but we'll have to see. You know, I mean, we'll have protocols in place, and we've been talking <clears throat> a lot about the protocols when it comes to like when you're when you're around somebody, whether whether or not how you know whether or not they're like super like I don't know they they need like super bubble around them right. as far as COVID or if they're like no we can we can hug it out or yeah. You know, yeah, or, I want or, I want to do like a pin outside, or something. Or a you know, lanyard, yeah. Kind of yeah. Yeah, colored lanyard. Yeah, that'd be cool, you know. You just you know, you got to know how people feel about it. There's like some people that don't want to be that want like the super distance. Some people yeah. are kind of middle ground, like I'll wear a mask, but we can like if we're outside, we won't yeah. wear a mask. And then there's some people that like there's some people that like they want to hug or they don't, and I think yeah. that's the big thing because we haven't seen each other in so long. It's gonna right. be so it tempting was... to be like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> I know. Big old hug, but you I just know. you gotta fight that. Yeah, I uh, I was uh, so uh, uh, the babysitter that we have, you know, uh, she came over and watched her kids over the weekend, so me and my wife could go on a date. And you know, she's a friend of mine. She's been she uh, she was like basically our nanny for six months you know we became friends and she's moving so you know we gave each other big hugs this weekend when she was leaving and i was like wow this is like the first like mm-hmm. non-wife hug that i've had from anyone you know <laughs> in in probably a year and a half it's hilarious you know yeah we're just starting to get those here too like people are starting to get like fully vaccinated and we're like oh mm-hmm. my gosh we can see you now yes mm-hmm. right yeah see i'm not i'm not i'm i'm fully vaccinated it's been the two weeks, you know, or more since. So I'm not too worried about things, you know. Hug me all you want. Lick my face. I'm cool with that. Whatever. <laughs> you know. There's there's other things, though. Yeah. It's like it's, <clears throat> there's all there's everything up in the air about can you still transmit it? You yeah. know, all of these things. So you still have to be. It's like even if you're vaccinated, mm-hmm. well, other people might not be vaccinated. Right. So yeah. You really have to be careful about that. You still and and you're hearing about other strains there's there's so much it's so yeah. much it, it's very easy to just be like oh covid's gone yeah you welcome know, to texas it's, it's, that's it's texas. not it's, <laughs> yeah. i mean it's it's easy to act like that but it yeah. doesn't make it true there's definitely reason to be <clears> optimistic <throat> though mm-hmm. yes for sure the for sure data's looking yeah. promising even if they haven't gotten all ironed out yet yeah yeah yeah, yeah for it, sure it's the stuff going on with the new strains in india that i'm Keeping my eye on right now. Yeah. 320,000 cases a day. There's a lot of people in India. Keep that in, like, so There are a lot of true. people. True, but it, it just makes me wonder, you know, hopefully, I mean, that it, even though it's it's in India, it's not like it can't Oh, yeah, it's probably already places, here. So. Yeah, I think it is. And I think that might be why Portland in particular is pretty bad. You know, a lot of the states that, that ended up being ports uh you know inter- to international flights and things that's where it starts so yeah. mm-hmm. fully keeping an eye on the situation though and making sure because we want to make sure that that once the the drop date for the tickets happen mm-hmm. that there won't be any changes after that and, and here's here's one thing i will say for anyone who is purchasing a ticket um if you purchase a ticket um you don't have to worry about us like running off and stealing all your money or anything like that because <laughs> well i mean not that we would but eventbrite is also like covering uh they're making they they're not paying out events until after the event happens you know right which another amazing thing why we've got the sponsors is because you know we got to cover all those costs up front you know but so your uh, your ticket ticket money you need a refund yeah it's uh it's being held by eventbrite so you're good right 
I just checked the the vaccination population of the U.S. We just hit 48 percent has has gotten their first, you know, shot, which is that's great. That's great. You know, hopefully by by that by that point, we'll have we'll be hit herd immunity. Please, please, please. (laughs) Yeah. So you can check out all the info for that. Campmograph.com, including the dates and everything. And uh, we will keep you updated. We may be announcing some of the uh, teachers next week. I need to talk to Mark and we need to get those up, you know, because we've had a few people add and a few people drop. But it's going to be it's going to be killer. It's going to be super cool. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of medical things. Speaking like of medical like seg- things. You like the segue. That was yeah. good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's, let's talk about you now because, honestly, we don't have much more to talk about. We've been so busy. I mm-hmm. have, like, one link today. We barely have any stuff for the drop later. So mm-hmm. we're going to get into it, and, and we're going to talk about <laughs> Yeah, Veronica, we're animation. really leaning on you in order to <laughs> yeah, fill yeah. all the show. show pressure. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, let's start from the beginning, which we like to do every mm-hmm. week. Let's start from the beginning. And we, we met you uh, on the 3D Motion show. Yeah. When was that? was that? It wasn't recently. It was like last year. It was last year. It was maybe. the like, yeah. you know, mid, like the pandemic just got bad. Everything was canceled. And all of a sudden we were uh-huh. online. Yeah. 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 So 2020, um, yeah, I was getting really excited for that because I'd never actually been to an NAB. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go out, see what this is all about. And um, then, of course, COVID happened and mm-hmm. all my dreams came crashing down around me. And I was just on Zoom calls. And that was that. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> they should get you. Uh, they should get you for the one in October. You know, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Or at least come hang out with us in October at the NAB show. Yeah. yeah. IRL. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, now the ground game has changed because now we've got the three month old at home. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to bring a three month old to Vegas? <laughs> Come on. They'll be like eight months old by then. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally <laughs> age appropriate. Right. 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 Just, you know, fill them with the smoke filled air. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, yeah. future years, though. I'm going to get out there because I also had this whole like Grand Canyon trip planned. I'm like, okay, we'll yeah. go to Vegas and I'm going to finally get to see the Grand Canyon. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I'm That's this, cool. you know, yeah. East Coast person. All the geography I see, all the cool things I see are just very small. I needed to go out there and see big things. Totally. Totally. Well, that would be, Grand Canyon would be something good to see right now because you don't have to, like, be around people. So yeah. So that would be relatively safe. You could at least go. That's the, that's the thing right now. All you can do to go on vacation is, like, hop in an RV. It feels yeah. like. Yeah. You yeah. know? I mean, so. plane, planes aren't that bad. I've, I've flown once, you know. I We're going to fly in July, yeah. too. Yeah, it doesn't matter really what the science is. I feel like I would just feel really nervous because you're just in this tin can mm-hmm. with all these people. And like, yeah. you know, no matter what they tell me, I'm like going to be like, I'm in a tin can with all these people. I don't, I don't trust it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the thing is, it's, it's, my biggest it, it, thing. it's interesting. The, uh, the, uh, like the mental games. It's, it's, it's almost like we've been, you know, for the past year. Yeah, for the past year, it's like, don't go out. You know, just like. And I don't want to say fear mongering or whatever, but it's like, you know, coming out on pushing, you know, saying, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. And then I get fully vaccinated. And part of me, like, there's only there's just the smallest part of me that's like, dude, you're okay. But the rest of me is like, no, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. You know, they're conditioning you. Yeah. (laughs) It's the government conditioning you. Wake up, sheeple. So I don't know. I'm just it's interesting. It's an interesting trying to like convince yourself that you more than likely will be all right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. So. And then it's like also like it's another level. I'm like, okay, like my risk is, you know, low. I'm like partially vaccinated. I'll be fully vaccinated soon. But now I have to like also think about, you know, the small human, like what's their risk because they can't get vaccinated yet and Uh all that. So it's just evolving risk scenarios. Like every day I'm like, okay, you know, how how has it changed? Is it different? You know, can I change Mm -hmm. my behavior? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of mental load. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much, too much for one person. Yeah, but to go back to you and yeah. your <laughs> and yeah. your your background. So let's start from the beginning. And uh, how did you get into this? Because I know a lot of people who are interested in, in medical animation are going to be like, "Well, what is the what is the flow of this? How do I even work my way up the chain to do this kind of thing?" Because it's not just like learning about MoGraph and like, "Sweet, I'm doing medical." It's mm-hmm. not that easy. Yeah, and I, and I know a lot of people have talked about this before or at least ask the question and uh we had um we've we've had a couple medical animators on Mm -hmm. before yeah and uh it's always an interesting journey uh, Mm -hmm. i would say yeah everybody comes from their own kind of unique pathway uh to get into medical animation um and usually it's kind of through the traditional medical illustration pathway or most of the folks that i know um and Mm -hmm. are like my closest colleagues um So for myself, I was always interested in biology and art. Um, So like I remember being in like high school, they're like, oh, where are you going to go to college? I'm like, well, I should have some idea what I'm going to do, but I like both science and art. Like, what do you do with that? Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just lucky that I heard about medical illustration at that stage. And I was like, oh, there's this career. I can take both of them, put them together. Um, So I went to college, was a bio major and an art minor, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was actually always a bit more of a science strong person, I would say. I did, like, lab research in undergrad. Like, I, you know, considered doing, like, an academic science career path instead of medical Mm -hmm. illustration for a hot second, and then I realized that would kind of suck. Um, So then I went (laughs) to do medical illustration um, just because, yeah, academic science is, like, a really demanding, demanding field. And um, Mm -hmm. now that I work a lot with people who are in that field, I'm so glad I didn't do it. Um, But, like you know, props to them for doing the research that is like so important to advancing science. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so as a bio major in undergrad art minor, um, and then there are four master's programs in North America that um, have do medical illustration. Um, Mm -hmm. One up in uh, Toronto, one in Chicago, uh, one in Georgia, and um, one in Baltimore. That's the one I went to Johns Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Um, So I applied to one of those programs fortunately got in. Um, and that gave me like two years of basic training in, you know, medical subject matter. So I did anatomy courses alongside medical students there. Um, Mm. and then also applied projects where I was learning, you know, basic illustration techniques, starting from, you know, carbon dust and pencil drawing, um, but applying Mm -hmm. it to scientific subject matter. So learning how to work with content experts and how to have, um, an academic discussion and, you know, tell these complex stories visually um, mm-hmm. as, at the same time as learning these techniques. Um, so starting traditionally and then eventually we shifted digital. So, you know, Cinema 4D uh, was like a course that we took and like basic cool. animation and After Effects was a course that we took. And like my first After Effects animation was about... Um, you know, pancreatic cancer. And I actually had watercolor paintings of pancreatic anatomy Mm. that I was animating over. Um, And then my first Cinema 4D project um, was like this cell crawling on a a plate, um, that sort of thing. 
So it was always this kind of this mix during that training. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting, like, you know, especially because you're learning all this biology stuff. It's like you're learning. You've got such an intense background knowledge of this, but it's animation is so different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's like it, it's like for me Two parts of your brain. Right. You know, yeah. and it, it's like. Uh oh, you're gonna. Yeah, that's, that's, like maybe, that's not. maybe I'm like, maybe not. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> it's like I, you kind of learn the language, and then you have mm-hmm. to apply it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I learn all the basics mm-hmm. of cell biology, but all my clients mm-hmm. I'm working with, the stuff that they're doing isn't in the textbooks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like I have to learn mm-hmm. new stuff. You know, because usually when I'm illustrating or animating something, it's something new. That's why they need a visual. It's not something yeah. that we already knew. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So, and I think you know, animation and stuff, it's similar. You get the basic language and then you have a specific project that comes along and you have to figure out how to apply it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's sort of similar in that sense. Mm-hmm. Let me ask um, you a question. Have you, like, have you done any, like, say, like, like any MoGraph jobs outside of the medical field? You know what I'm saying? Not really. So I've always been very science-focused. I think it's because I come with that, like, science background that's that's mm-hmm. usually what of gets me into yeah. something you know it's so sometimes i'll be out in science outside of medical so people will come to me and they're like we have this new nano material um mm-hmm. and you know it's a group of scientists and they needed to explain they need to explain this to somebody who like can like hang with them and talk with them in a conversation right. and i bring that right. skill set mm-hmm. where i'm like okay like I'm comfortable asking questions when I need to. It's like maybe I don't have the background in your topic, mm-hmm. but like I can hang in a conversation and be like, okay, I didn't get that. Can you rewind? You know, what was that? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I have like a few like a few points of reference that I can bring to the conversation and have a conversation with them and create a sure. visual effectively. Um, yeah. I was just curious how like the uh like how it it, it, how much different your clients are, say, versus like an a, 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 like an out, outside of the medical field, like the ones that Dave and <laughs> oh. I are doing every day. You <laughs> yeah. know, like yeah, I don't think your clients are like. Can you can you make the can you make the can logo you make, bigger? Can you, you know make the nucleus bigger <laughs> right. because it's not accurate? So well, sometimes right. they are. Sometimes they're like, can you make it like look different? I'm like, well, and it's actually kind of surprising how often. Like, there are a lot of scientists that they understand things conceptually, but they, like, medical illustration, you're always like, how does something actually look? Like, so it's my, mm-hmm. like, I'm constantly trying to find references for how things actually look. And that's not really the inquiry that most scientists are doing most of the time. That's not their main question. So they might understand conceptually how a process works, but they have no idea what it looks like, or they don't mm-hmm. really actually know what the cells that they're working on look like in 3d they, they know what they do they know how they function in disease mm-hmm. but how they look like isn't a question that they ask and it's something that i have to come in huh. and you know bring my That's, expertise to so are, are is it always like scientifically accurate or do you ever do something that's more of a that's more yeah, metaphorical more Definitely. artistic you know yeah. it's like oh like we made the logo bigger in order to accent R- this, right. you know, we made the nucleus bigger, you know, right. yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I'm playing um, with that all the time because, you know, I'm doing a lot of molecular animation and mm-hmm. illustration. And, you know, if that was completely accurate, I would like 
zoom in to like the cellular level to show molecules and there'd be water everywhere and you wouldn't be able to see anything because there'd just be water mm-hmm. everywhere, right? Right, right, um, right. Never mind the fact that we're at a scale that's so small that like you wouldn't be reflecting light, like, you know. Right, the fact that anything right, right, looks right. like anything is the first mm. lie. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, I think it's really important to like mm. understand all the context of like what the actual scale is. There's actually water everywhere and then very selectively pull out the stuff that's not important to still tell a story that's still true to the science that we know, but mm-hmm. then communicates effectively. So. That's cool. were, were you doing like lots of Corona renders right when yeah. all of this hit? Did that become like a thing? I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> I can't like point. You see that? Oh. Back there. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 Nice. Yeah. Is so, that Scientific American? Yeah. Yeah. So the July oh, nice. 2020 issue. Um, nice. Yeah, I was really excited about that. So that's why it's back there. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so I guess you did. Did you get tired of making Corona? Renders? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like right at first, like I remember like NAB time was about April. Everybody's like, "Are you illustrating viruses?" I'm like, "No, my." Clients are all still panicking and going like, you know, we don't even know how to work remotely yet. Um, But then like throughout the year, everything just shifted. And um, so, you know, I did that piece for Siam, which also included this entire like explainer 2D set of graphics. And um, Mm -hmm. then there's a lot that came on from that because you'll get clients who are like, I saw you illustrated a virus for Scientific American. That means you can draw viruses. We have a virus we need you to draw. Like Mm -hmm. they kind of assume that like, there, there are other clients that are just right. like, okay, you must just specialize in drawing viruses. And I'm like, not really, mm-hmm. but okay, yeah, I can do that for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And you can tell it's legit because you called it Siam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're definitely in the industry. Um, so, so when you draw, okay, like let's say a molecule and this goes back to the conversation about representative things are are there times that you get down to the nitty-gritty like let's say every piece of the molecule or sometimes you're using like a sphere to represent something like mm-hmm. like like are there different magnification levels mm-hmm. that you deal with in that aspect yeah definitely so like sometimes i'm just creating you know a schematic pathway that's you know, this molecule activates this molecule, but it's like that relationship for like 50 different ones. And if you showed each mm-hmm. of them in like full blown detail, you're just going to have this like monster graphic that nobody can understand. There's just like too much detail. So in that case, mm-hmm. those molecules are like a little shape and a label, like that's it. And it maybe shows you in a cell where they are, you know, that kind of thing. But then there are other times where I'm working with a researcher that's just discovered the structure of a molecule in like really. Mm-hmm like high detail. So angstrom level resolution. So that's um, like a 10th of a nanometer and a nanometer is uh, one (laughs) small. It's really small. Um. So it's one times 10 (laughs) to the negative ninth. And I couldn't tell you what, like it's really small. Um, So sub microscopic. Um, So they've gotten like really high detail on this molecule and they want to show exactly all the little interactions, you know, between individual, um, collections of atoms called side chains and things like that. And they all get really nitty gritty and it, that's really important to their research and, you know, to the point of um, their publication that's going with it. Mm-hmm. So it really What's varies. the, what's the, okay. couple questions. Number one, <laughs> do you sometimes laugh at the drug commercials that are on TV when they try and show <laughs> something? Is it like, that's not how that works, uh, you know, or, well, so 
like with the drug commercials on TV, it's like they're consumer focused. So it's like whenever mm -hmm. they're like trying to make a, like a metaphor and like, you know, again, communicate to people who have no science background. So if they manage mm -hmm. to successfully like communicate basically what it does to somebody who has no science background, then like that's a successful visual. Like whether or not mm -hmm. it's 100% like accurate or if it's like a little goofy or metaphorical, you know, you mm -hmm. gotta, it's gotta be right for your audience, right? Yeah. yeah, like yeah, like sure. the guy who's like this sideways and like the yeah. the red. Do you ever have red going down <laughs> from your head to your stomach? I hate when that happens. <laughs> and then That's the yellow funny. and the green means it's, it's working. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Do, you, sure. do you? Yeah. Do you ever see anything that's just like so ridiculous? It's, it's just. Uh, yeah, there's like it's a lot of times, um, just like what. You know, sometimes like a researcher has tried to cobble some something together in PowerPoint and it looks like, you know, really crunchy. Um, but then there's just a lot of stuff when people hire somebody who doesn't have the science background to, to do mm -hmm. something where they'll kind of mess up and like get a brain backwards, perhaps, or like show an elbow a brain joint backwards in the knee. Yeah. So that's that's a like common one. like turned around yeah. backwards so they'll have like a oh, solid of a head yeah. and they'll like put a brain in it but it's backwards and <laughs> that's funny um, yeah that's funny that's really funny and then they'll like be like oh we're gonna zoom in on this knee joint and it's like it's an elbow joint that they put into somebody's knee and you're like um. <laughs> so uh, yeah. have you had anything that's really funny like for example matt and i did work for preparation h a yes. while back so you yeah. can imagine how that goes do you have anything that's like that oh goodness um i haven't worked on anything exactly like that i've done some like research for some like gross things like colitis and, and stuff but um mm -hmm. yeah nothing like hilarious like that's just kind of fun like that's a little <laughs> funny i mean i'm right. sure it's right, right. yeah a product that people need but it's also funny um right <laughs> so but fortunately i guess because i work on a lot of the, like the molecular level you know mm -hmm. i don't often end up on kind of that goofy level of anatomy. But. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, there there was... I forget exactly how it was worded, and I, I told Matt I was going to frame this client feedback for him at one point, oh, man, but it, yeah. was, it was some hilarious feedback about the... The anus and the lines coming from the right. anus. Like the it was emanating like, lines. <laughs> yeah. Like, can we make those more pronounced or something like that? Man, I've had... However... It's so funny. Yeah. In this industry, I've gotten some really weird emails. You know, like, I had uh, I had someone who wanted to, like... He, like, pretended to throw up and he needed, like, a liquid sim of him vomiting, you know? And so the email back and forth is, okay, cool, yeah, I can do that. Do you need it, like, chunky vomit <laughs> yeah. or do you want it clear yeah. vomit? Like, <laughs> By the way, this is before? my favorite email I've ever sent. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I think the best feedback I've gotten, I just had this, like, little animation I was doing that was showing, like, nerves firing. Um, but mm -hmm. I was working with this um, micrograph to start with and these, like, so the nerves were like little bodies with these like long like processes. And so I had like a little bit of light with a trail coming behind it for all these. Mm -hmm. um, but there were like maybe like 20 or 40 of them that I was working with. And then like the client feedback was like, could you make it look less like sperm? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I see it now. <laughs> you can't unsee it. Yeah. Now you can't unsee it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's really What funny. was your favorite thing to work on though over the, over the yeah. years? Oh, um, I really like working on viruses, honestly. Um, yeah. They're, just, they're a really fun research project just because mm -hmm. they, they're they kind of at this um, level where they're between molecular and, like, other techniques. So when we observe them, 
when you observe them with a the microscope, you kind of get a sense of what they look like overall, but not a ton mm -hmm. of detail. So you have to fill in all this other information from molecular studies. So it's sort mm -hmm. of this like really deep research dive that you have to do to kind of patch together what a virus looks like in molecular detail. Well, mm -hmm. as best we know, because like the science is always updating. So like this illustration behind me of the coronavirus, like as soon as it was published, it was already wrong. Because um, the science is always updating. Mm. But that makes That's it like really fun too. So mm -hmm. yeah. That's interesting. And, and what so, would you, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. What, what would you say, um, what would you say you use the most in a project like this? So, like, mm -hmm. in, in any sort of medical animation, what would be, like, the number one thing? Like, do you use a lot of cloners? Do you lose, yeah. use a lot of metaballs yeah, I was gonna in say. cinema? Yeah. Like, is there, like, kind of a go-to tool set for medical? Cloners, like, all the time. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, just because I need so many instances of things. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, the volume tool. So, like, it used to be, like, I would try to hack at things with metaballs, like, Oh, the volume tool set just like has made my life for the last couple of years. It's mm, great. For sure. Um, so that I would say, but it's like, I feel like almost every project I do, I'm like, it's a cloner somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. can imagine trying to do something like, I don't know the terminology well enough. Mitosis or something. Mitosis? <laughs> yeah, it's when the cells Where they divide. separate. Yeah, yeah the cells divide. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. you could see that as metaballs, right? But right. I could see how that would be easier to do in, in with volumes. Yeah. yeah that, with that's volume, about volume. the extent yeah. of my knowledge right. from, <laughs> yeah, cause like, you know, seventh grade. I tried to hack at, like, those kind of effects with metaballs for so long, and then, like, the volumes tool sets came along, and I was like, yes, this is great. And so I've been doing all those yeah. with volumes since then. That's nice. cool. How, uh, uh, what are, I don't know, it's like, how are your skills as far as like modeling and stuff, you know, or like sculpting? Do you sometimes have to sculpt certain things, you know? Yeah. So I do a bit of ZBrush um, and I used to be, cool. I used to do more ZBrush, but like occasionally I'll have like a particular cell shape that I want to do. And I love cracking open ZBrush and like sculpting stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I don't do it like that often. I kind of wish I had like more opportunity to. Because um, mm -hmm. it is fun just to, like, get in there and, yeah, squish around digitally. Um, mm -hmm. So, and then, like, I do some, like, modeling of, like, you know, like, a medical device, stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. So, it's just kind of, like, whatever the project calls for. Do you do, Richard uh, in the chat was talking about EPVM, e and I, I think Eric Small talked about EPVM. E sorry, EPMV, yeah. e sorry. Mm -hmm. That's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Eric Small talked about it, I believe, on the show as well. What What is that again? So it's the Embedded Python Molecular Viewer. Um, oh, of course. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. So Come on, Dave. What it lets yeah. you do um, is it – so there's – scientists, basically, they figure out the 3D structures of molecules, and they deposit mm -hmm. them into this database called the Protein Databank. Um, mm -hmm. And it allows you to take that 3D information and load it directly into Cinema 4D. So I can tell from that exactly what the structure of, say, the virus spike is if the if scientists have figured it out. Mm, gotcha. So. Gotcha. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah. So this is uh, something we were talking about earlier and um, uh, I, I think is really interesting, you know, because um, so as as we all get 
you know, more accustomed in our field and stuff like that. We're able to communicate so much better with our clients and stuff. And, you know, you and I, we were talking about your diploma on the wall, you know, and um, that brought up an interesting conversation about, you know, it's one way to be able to show off to your clients who are, you know, doctors or, you know, Mm -hmm. medical people that you kind of, you know, you you know, your crap, you know, what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. And, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. That's Um, it. I mean. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting because, like, I work with a lot of people who, you know, have, like, the most advanced graduate degrees they can, MDs, PhDs, and they're working Mm -hmm. on this science that's been their baby for, like, years. And Mm -hmm. they want to make sure that when they communicate it, they get the details right. Um, And Mm -hmm. they can be kind of anxious about like bringing in somebody else to help communicate it because they want to make sure that you understand it so it gets communicated right because i'm sure they you know they see science news articles where they read the headline and they're familiar with the science underneath it and they're like well that's you know not right like that science writer didn't get right or they see a visual Mm -hmm. you know describing science they're familiar with and they're like that's not right um so I think they can get kind of anxious about working with an artist. Um, so one thing, that's kind of why I have the yeah. diploma back there. So they know, okay, this person actually has like mm-hmm. formal training in science. Like she's mm-hmm. not just somebody who happens to come along and I'm going to have to explain everything to her. She right, has right. some background, like she'll be able to like understand my science and communicate it correctly. Mm-hmm. And the fact this is all you do for the most part. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. uh, where it's it's not like they're hiring someone like me who does like technical stuff, but and could probably make some of that stuff if mm-hmm. I had a reference. But like, I really don't know what it is. Yeah, and and that I, I'm the type of person they wouldn't want to work with. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. so it's, it's got to be comforting to to know that the person you work you're working with is an artist, but also specializes mm-hmm. in that particular field. yeah and i mean and they'll get it like once i start talking to them and they realize like okay mm-hmm. like i can tell that this person has like even if they're not familiar with our particular cutting edge science she's got the basics she's talking our language um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so. it's something so, richard in the the chat saying i face that issue all the time i'm always the most uneducated person in the room you know <laughs> Which I think it's I think it's funny, but it's like uh, you maybe still not uneducated, have to... but un- uh, undereducated on the specific yeah, yeah, yeah. topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, how do you with clients like that? How do you portray or or like instill a sense of you know confidence, confidence, yeah. you know, in your ability to turn their idea into art? Yeah, per se, you know. I mean, I think a lot of it's just having the conversation and being like, just practice talking with clients like that. So that you, Mm -hmm. like I come across with confidence to them that like, okay, I've done a project like this before, you know, this is how it usually goes. Um, Mm -hmm. But then also talking them through the workflow, like that there's going to be a sketch that you can look at and make sure it's right. There's going to be a draft you can look at and make sure it's right. And then there's going to be a final and you can make sure that that's right. So you're going to have input at all these stages to make sure that it's going the right direction. And same thing with animation, you're going to have, you know, we're going to talk about that script, we're going to talk about the storyboard, we're going to talk about the style frames, we're going to make sure the narrator Mm -hmm. pronounces everything right, you know, you're going to have a draft (laughs) animation to look at, (laughs) and then you're going to have a final animation. We're going to hit all those steps, and you're going to have feedback at every one of those stages. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine you said you you sketch them out, so do you draw everything before you even start going into cinema or anything? 
Um, it depends. So sometimes like the projects are really straightforward and I'll just like start on the computer. Sometimes mm -hmm. like the client, you know, kind of has a fuzzy idea of what they want, but they're not sure. So I'll just mm -hmm. start with like pencil sketches, concepting, um, with animations, definitely always start with storyboard. So I'll draw everything out to make sure like, are we including everything? You know, are the shapes about right? I might go straight into cinema to like bring the molecules in, just be like, and you know, just mm -hmm. plunk it in my storyboards, be like, is this the right shape? Because you know, we're going to be using the data anyway. And I'm, so I'll do the research and you know, pull up the molecule structure at that stage. Um, but definitely mm -hmm. like sketching it all out to make sure we've got the right plan, just because they've got so many potential edits that they could have. For sure, I, I, there's I, so I, yeah. Go ahead, Dave. There's so many people that I think would want to get into this industry that might feel discouraged because they don't have that background and and that's understandable and i'm wondering is there a way if you don't have like a ton of, of medical background to get into this because obviously there's people who are doing it who don't have the degree but i can imagine that that trying to get into this as a freelancer is harder than trying to get into this as somebody who works for a company right like yeah. let's say that that you feel like you have the skills to make good medical animation, but you don't have the educational background. If you got a job working mm -hmm. in a, in a, at a facility that did medical animation, you'd probably like absorb, you'd osmos, if yeah. you would, uh, some of that information, maybe without <laughs> that background. Dave's using all and you of the learn. medical yeah, yeah. <laughs> things You like he these knows. puns? Yep. <laughs> so there's something about being around people like that where you're going to learn everything. And, and over time I could see that you might get pretty good at it, especially if you're good at picking up just, you know, random information like that. Some people are really good at like absorbing stuff like that. But if you're a freelancer, what are you going to do? Are there any steps that you can take if you want to go that, that route? Mm -hmm. um, I would say if there's maybe like a larger, like medical animation company that you can like, freelance with and contract with mm -hmm. because you know a lot of the um like slightly larger studios that do that do bigger animation projects like you know mad microbe does some really cool work they work with mm -hmm. you know people who don't have the complete science background because they've got a team of you know a science director and creative director so that they can make sure they bring somebody in who maybe doesn't know all the science but they know animation or rendering um, mm -hmm. and they can bring that person in to work on that part of the project. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, through that you could potentially learn more. So that's one way I could see as a freelancer. Um, I think there are some people like in the medical illustration animation field that came from an art background. They didn't go to one of the graduate schools where, or there are a couple undergrad institutions too, that, um, cover similar topics. Like they didn't do that, but they kind of filled in the science afterwards. But it seems like it's a really steep uphill climb to get in mm -hmm. um, because the nice thing about having those grad schools, it's a network. Um, you know, you know, people and people know you right. and know yeah. and mm -hmm. are familiar that you have a certain basic foundation of familiarity. So if they refer a project to you, um, you know, you've got that basic foundation that they're familiar with. So yeah. it's, it's hard to get in, I think, independently. Yeah. Of that. You need a mentor, Yeah, mm -hmm. you, you know, or, or somebody that you could work with or, or, you know, somebody maybe that could like hit up you and be like, Hey, I would love to work in this field. If you have anything you need help on, maybe that's a foot in the door. Right. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of people out there that can like me who consider themselves technical animators. Mm -hmm. People don't know me for my particular style or, or like my for fun work because i don't do a lot of for fun work it's just mm -hmm. a lot of for 
you know, for the meal stuff. Yeah. And, and so I'm one of those people who has a hard time coming up with things in the first place. Uh, but I'm very good at executing an idea that's already there. And so I'm wondering if there's people that are, that consider themselves technical animators that would actually maybe be really good at doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. They just don't know what to do. So I'm, I'm wondering if there's a, a good pathway for people who want to find some mentors or some other people in this industry. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, I think check out the Association of Medical Illustrators and, you know, look for, like, look to see if there are people it makes sense to connect with, um, you know, and just, yeah, talk about what your skill sets are. And, you know, one thing, so I'm, like, currently a solo person, but it's, like, something mm-hmm. I'm always, like, tinkering with is like, uh, like what can I bring in other people to do? But I'm terrible at delegating so far, but I'm always like thinking, I'm like, (laughs) you know, I really need to be more than one person because I've got a lot of times I've got this fire hose of work that I'm trying to handle singularly that Mm -hmm. it'd be great if I had some consistent, you know, helpers and contractors with. And now I feel like I might regret saying this to, you know, an audience of 30,000 people, (laughs) but, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's... You can get a bunch of emails right, now. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that could be a way in, and it's like something I've considered doing but have not done successfully yet because I'm terrible at delegating. Gotcha. Delegating isn't easy. Yeah. That's for it's sure. Not, it's you got to let go and hope for the best. Exactly. But, yeah. Um, once you find the right people, though, you know? How is it... Um, so you work, you're just a freelancer, or, like, you run your own company, yep. right? You know, yourself. How, how is... The, I like I don't know of all the the medical illustrators I've ever met, you know, in this industry, they normally work for a company like Mad Microbe or something like that. Mm, yeah. How different is that working for yourself versus, you know, working for a, like a specific medical company? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would say there's way more variety, I think, because like once uh-huh. you once you're within the larger company, those larger companies kind of they have very like streamlined processes mm-hmm. for taking on like uh, certain kinds of really large projects. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, almost always for like big pharma, um, you know, it's always like a really big client. It's usually animation um, and it's like always molecular cellular. Like it, you know, there's a certain kind of project that they almost always do. And then they'll do anatomical mm-hmm. as well. Like I don't want to completely railroad them, but um, right. Versus me, like, you know, I might be working directly with researchers or I might be working with a smaller biotech company or I might be working with a big pharma company on a project Mm -hmm. Um, or I might be working on like a science related project that's not exactly medical. Um, So Mm -hmm. definitely more variety, um, I would say, is like one of the biggest differences. Um, And then, of course, uh, just all the overhead of having to know your science, know your art and also know your business Mm -hmm. on top of it. How do you, how do you, how do you bring in clients? Like, how do you, how do you advertise and stuff like that? You know, like how much, how much does the, the demo reel get you versus (laughs) like actually, cause, cause yeah, for us, it's like, okay, I, I throw out my demo reel and they know I'm a, a somewhat competent animator. Right, yeah. but it's we like how a demo do you reel out? In we years. haven't no, it's all <laughs> no. We're not now. very confident in the past yeah. couple of years, but how? Like, because you've got this background, you know, you've got this, you know, untapped knowledge that does not come, you know, isn't shown necessarily just through a demo reel. Yeah, you know, um, it was 
so for me getting started, um, mostly networking, but also like sharing my expertise. Um, so mm -hmm. I didn't kind of realize I was marketing until it all kind of like turned out for me. So before I launched my company, I um, was working within a research lab um, and I was working like just on molecular subject matter. So I was on this like really deep dive that even within the medical illustration community, um, you know, I had a lot more experience and time to work with scientists on molecular subject mm -hmm. matter than a lot of my peers. And mm -hmm. during that time, um, I also like wasn't super busy at work, honestly. So I was sort of like always trying to fill in my time. And like, so every year we had a medical illustration conference and I would come up with some presentation to talk about molecular stuff or cells or something just to share some of the knowledge that I was getting from being in this sort of specialized environment with my peers. Um, so, you know, sometimes I just do like a little technique demonstration, like sculpting cells in ZBrush or, you know, doing this thing with molecules in Cinema 4D. Or sometimes I'd get up on the stage and do a big talk about like, how do you research this kind of topic or like, you know, what things should so you cool. consider? And like, uh -huh. I was just doing it kind of cause I was bored at my job. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, and just cause like, I like to learn by teaching other people. It's like, okay, if I teach this, then I know yeah. it really well. Uh-huh, absolutely. Um, so it was yeah. kind of my like, oh, I want to keep learning and making sure I know things and I want to share this with my community. Um, but then once I decided to launch my own company, like everybody in the medical illustration community that like attends those conferences, they knew what I was good at. I had been up in right. front of them like mm -hmm. year after year talking nerdy and they knew that's yeah. the nerd I need <laughs> for that project. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, and then it's also, you know, just every year going back and like talking to people so that like they know who you are. Cause like, you know, when I refer mm -hmm. projects, I feel confident, more confident when I've like met the person and I know right. they seem like a competent individual that they could like handle kind of the, the soft side of it, not just the art and the science, but like, you know, handle this client, like respond effectively and, mm -hmm. you know, just all that soft stuff that goes with the project. Like I feel better, mm -hmm. like referring to somebody that I know. Um, so for me, the network, like the marketing was just, it's just networking, which I think is just expanding your potential for luck. The more people that know you exist and know I, what you're good I at. Like that. Yeah. I like that. I yeah, like that. I like the way I like so that true. saying, yeah. Expanding yeah. your potential for luck. Yeah. Cause I, I do, I feel like sometimes some of the jobs we get are just extremely lucky. You know, I was talking yeah. to Rev about this the other night. Actually, we we were done playing Halo, and it was just <laughs> the two of us sitting on Xbox chat, right? And we were talking <laughs> about the whole freelance life and all of that. And that topic actually came up. We were talking about the fact that you start out right, and you're getting the little jobs, mm -hmm. and you're getting you know, oh, this is a thousand dollar job. Then I'm getting the two thousand dollar job and the five thousand dollar job, and you're expanding your client base during that time. And what mm -hmm. happens? You start to get those those what ifs. You, oh, there's a lead. This might be a fifty thousand dollar job. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, and you're let down. It doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Oh, this might be a twenty thousand dollar. Oh, you're let down, and it mm -hmm. doesn't happen, right? But over time, as <clears throat> you start expanding the possibility of one of those big, yeah. uh, what do you call them? You the know, cash. the 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 big fish, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. the the big fish start appearing, and all of a sudden, that twenty thousand dollar job, you, you don't you don't get your hopes up anymore. But then it happens, and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. But, but that's a great and point. then if a fifty thousand dollar job comes along, and you're yeah. like, oh, I probably won't get that. Oh, but I got that one. Oh, here comes a yeah. hundred thousand dollar job. I probably won't get that. Oh, here comes. Oh boy, 
now now you're way busy. Yeah. <laughs> and you might have had nine hundred thousand dollar jobs that didn't happen. Right. Or didn't go through or, or something, you know, but you got the one. Right. right. But it but that's so such a great point that you made. Like you're you're expanding the possibility that one of those people is gonna say, Hey, and all of a sudden, exactly, you've got a good gig. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna keep that in my vernacular from now on because I really like that. Yeah, song. and then also like expanding takes, the possibility of luck. it takes the pressure off like each interaction because I think a lot of people get psyched out about networking. They're like, all right, I'm going to this conference. Mm-hmm. I've got to connect with people, and each one like could be a yeah. job or something like. And yeah, 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 yeah. It right. makes you so awkward, and you like stressed out about it. It's like no, just meet people, talk to people, mm-hmm. like talk about your shared interests, which is probably, you know, what you do, science and mm-hmm. art or like motion graphics. And then you know that person, you know they exist and that's really all you need. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. how big is Love the that. how big is the the medical illustration like uh industry? And and I can assume that within that there's so much more specialization, specifically three D versus like two D, you know? Yeah. Um, so I can talk to kind of like the association of medical illustrators and, Mm -hmm. um, I always like wonder this, like how many members we have, but it's like, I would say it's between 500 to a thousand somewhere in between there. Um, like definitely not more than a thousand. And it's mostly, that's talking about mostly people in North America. I'm not as like super familiar with scientific and medical illustration Mm -hmm. abroad. Um, there are definitely medical illustrators who are members of the AMI that are, um, from different countries, but it's, I would say most of the membership is based in North America. Um, Mm -hmm. So that, but that's just the people who are members of the AMI. And there are also, I think a lot of folks who do it, um, both scientific and medical illustration that are outside of that. Um, Mm -hmm. But then again, it's still not that huge. You know, a lot of people still don't even know we exist. And like, we're kind of these rare unicorns um, a lot of times to people. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow. What is the requirement for joining? Do you have to meet certain requirements? Um, To join the Mm -hmm. AMI? No, you can just join as a member and learn about it and start, you know, using the resources and connecting with people. Um, I am a certified medical illustrator so that there's like an exam Mm. um, for that. And it's sort of board certified. So. Yeah, yeah. What's the process in in that? Because I th- I think that would probably be a goal for somebody, possibly. But, uh, okay, let me ask you this: If somebody doesn't have the educational background, could they possibly pass that certification if they were in the industry long enough? Yes. Yeah. yeah definitely. It would be harder though, because like that again. That's that nice mm-hmm. thing about those grad schools is they give you that foundation that you know mm-hmm. will prepare you exactly for what you need to know. So the certification, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you have an exam both on, um, you know, medical science, like anatomy uh, kind of information, because, again, because we're coming from this legacy where a lot of medical illustration was like anatomically and medically based. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, you'll have um, that, a written exam on that. Um, you'll have an art portion. So I remember like we actually had to like draw like in an exam, which was like a really weird experience. Yeah, um, and then uh, business practices as well, and then you pass that exam, and then you have to submit a portfolio of twenty pieces that you've done as a professional. So I took the exam mm-hmm. right out of school, but then I had two years to put together a portfolio um, as a professional that covered a variety of subject matter, and like they had a couple different things you had to like cover, like a process or things like that, um, and then you can submit your portfolio for review. Um, so there mm-hmm. are people who are certified that did not go to, you know, one of the formal programs, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot harder to do, 
but then that certification also gives you a structure of things to learn to like you know to work for too mm -hmm. what kind of business practices do they talk about uh so things like it's been a while i think it, a lot of it's intellectual property copyright um mm. licensing things like that um in addition to you know project agreements and um you know yeah, making sure that you set your scope correctly uh, with your client, mm -hmm. things like that. If there are, like, patents on certain things, are you allowed to illustrate them? Yeah, it doesn't violate a, anything, does it? Like, if, uh, like, say somebody has a vaccine, and mm -hmm. that vaccine is patented and you're showing it, what are the, how, is there any red tape in that? Yeah, so there's, like, a lot of stuff that I do that I can't share. Um, and it's just mm -hmm. that they've got a new technology and they're like, you know, we don't mm -hmm. want you sharing this. I'm like, okay. And that just happens a lot. It's, you know, it's new, their new, new technology. It's part of the licensing. I'm like, okay, you've got this exclusive commercial license. You can do whatever you want with it. I'm not going to share it. Um, or if it is something that you've been public about, I'm going to ask, you know, Hey, can I highlight this project? Um, and mm -hmm. they are absolutely free to say no. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I work on that, you know, isn't public information yet or, you know, it's just very exclusively licensed to, the, to that company. Mm -hmm. hmm. so, now, cool. as far as your own company, going off on your own, tell us a little bit about that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was nerve-wracking. Um, but it was something, I like, I always knew I wanted to try it. And, um, you know, I, I had, like, my previous position, which was, like, really great. I was learning a lot, but at a certain point, you know, I plateaued. I wasn't learning anything new really there. Um, and that was, I think, pretty frustrating for me. So I was like, you know, I really want to start learning new things. And I'd always considered running my own company. And I was like, okay, well, right now I'm like young, unattached. I don't have like dependents. Like mm -hmm. now is the time to try. Um, <clears throat> and so like around 2017, I finally, you know, made that jump. Um, and at first, you know, I had like nothing to do. I remember somebody asked me, Oh, you're going freelance. Mm -hmm. Do you have like a couple projects lined up? Like, yeah, surely if you're going nope. freelance, you've already lined something up. And I was just like, right. no, nope, no, nope. just, <laughs> I'm just going and I'm telling you about it. So here's hoping something happens. Uh, tell your, tell your friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and for the first while it was like really slow. Um, one thing that I did appreciate about that time though, is like I had worked a lot with scientist to scientist communication. So a lot of my work was like really dry and it was like really one style because it had been for like one client. Um, sure. So I was able to mm -hmm. like create projects for myself in that time to like, you know, create more art that was more what I wanted to do. Um, and then I nice. could put it yeah. into my portfolio and then a client could look at it and know to ask for it, um, which mm -hmm. was really important. Um, so eventually mm -hmm. things picked up and, you know, at first I had, you know, so-so clients, the ones that would kind of like wheedle me on the budget every time. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But then eventually I just got busier, kind of got better clients. So like the ones, you know, the clients kind of filtered through and like I kept the better clients and like moved away from like the clients that were always like bugging me on budget and things. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, and ever since then, it's just kind of picked up momentum. Um, yeah. How much of how much of your work is recurring clients you know mm. you know because um like it, it I, i'm thinking about it it's like with some of our work we've got a few clients who are constantly creating these explainer videos or you know 
doing a new version of the same video over and over again, you know, but like if, if how many of your clients are actually recurring, you know, I, I, it feels like there would be either not as many or a lot because maybe more spaced out. Yeah. Because research, research takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. It really varies. So I have like, so I'd say maybe, Okay, just off the top of my head, I could probably go into, like, my time tracker and tell you exactly how much my time is recurring and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Off the top of my head, I'd say it's, like, 50% recurring. Um, so there are ones mm-hmm. that are infrequently recurring, like, you know, working with certain publications or, like, art directors of publications. And then there's ones mm-hmm. that are, like, a communications agency where they specialize in working with, you know, new biotech companies and like, so, mm-hmm. you know, all the time they're launching a new website, working on a corporate deck or, or whatever that they need visuals for. Um, okay. So that's like, that's all under one client, even though it's like a bunch of different clients that they are working with. Um, gotcha. And then there are a lot of just one-offs and that's yeah, really the scientists who are like, okay, we're publishing, you know, on this and we really need a visual. And that, that might be the one time I work with them or they might come back again in like two years Um, when they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, we're publishing again because we finally finished this thing. Um, you know, and those are just kind of the random Mm one-offs. Interesting. I think, I think your field is, is like just fascinating, you know, like I'm, I'm a big fan of biology as it is, you know, like I really enjoyed, it was the, the one class that I still think about every day in college, you know, that I took in college is it was like, I, I was, I was, I was, I was the best student mm-hmm. in my biology class. You know, yeah. I was not in my lab. No, I was the worst in my lab. <laughs> well, that's but fine. In, we don't know. need you to be in the lab. So you should come to the dark right, side. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, I, I think the, the medical illustration, it's just, it's, it's such it's so interesting. It's so so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, are are there things that are there any things outside of medical that you do like do you do you ever feel like you want to do a short or something like that's yeah, like just yeah. completely off the Yeah. You know. I mean, I feel like a lot of times I want to play around with like abstraction and stuff cuz a lot of times I'm just as I'm tinkering to try to get a very specific biological effect or something. I'm like going through these stages mm-hmm. where I'm like you know, figuring out how to make something look like X, Y, Z. And I'm like, I just want to like play around with like these materials or this look or this like effect. Um, you know. Those would make some good dailies. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, <clears throat> so sometimes I think, yeah, think about just kind of abstract stuff. And honestly, when I was in undergrad, I was doing research. So I was like uh, actually doing microscopy of different cells and things like that. Um, so I was like supposed to look where look for where certain proteins were as these cells developed, and there were these like muscle cells. So they went from like all these little separate cells, and they would like fuse together to form these like long, you know, muscles that like actually contracted on in a petri dish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, you know, looking at them under the microscope, and like I would do take the pictures that I needed to to see like where the proteins were, but then I'd like go around the edges and find places where I'd like jabbed it with like tweezers and it just like had folded up and looked funny and took pictures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've kind of always enjoyed that, like just all the abstract biological shapes I end up playing with. What, uh, what would be the dream project for you? Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, something animation where I could, yeah, build a molecular scene and, yeah, 
like, I think building molecular scenes, building viruses, something I can kind of dig in and research and, you know, the mm -hmm. client would give me a ton of time to do that. And like, yeah. um, yeah. And just build it in full detail. Um, that kind of thing. I, cause I, I really enjoy doing the research and, and nerding out about that kind of, that side of things and troubleshooting how, how much how much research yeah. is involved with each of your projects it really depends like and and do you have to build that I, i'm assuming you have to build that into the budget you yeah. know i'll be back right? couldn't make it I'll oh you're fine go <laughs> <laughs> um it really varies like so you know sometimes my the client that i'm working with isn't actually really familiar with the science so when i was doing like say the coronavirus cover for siam like they're not virus experts. Like they had somebody to right. kind of review the work, but that person wasn't necessarily a structural biologist, which would be somebody who knew exactly what things were shaped like at the molecular level. So, mm -hmm. you know, I had to do, like I had already done a lot of research on it anyway, just because um, it was like an emerging topic and I, I wanted to stay familiar mm -hmm. with it. Um, but there was probably like 20 to 30 hours of research that went into modeling that virus. Um, wow. Versus other times, you know, I'll be working on something and like I'm working with the foremost expert on it and, you know, I've got my basic background and they just kind of fill me in on all the details and I don't have to do a ton of research, um, just kind mm -hmm. of a, what things look like because they, they're probably not focused on that. Um, and there's like a little less research involved there. And it's definitely, you know, built into the budget. Like I, every time I look at a project, I think complexity. Complexity is kind of that little factor right. I'm working on there. So Interesting. Interesting. Where do you, and, uh, like what type of research is it that you do in order to like, uh, in order to, in order to create, uh, create art, yeah. you know, like, I mean, it's, so it's a big variety. And I think the most common research that I do is in the, what things look like vein. So I'm like trying to look for mm -hmm. microscopy references. Um, so, you know, again, I'll just use the example of the virus cause it's easy. It's like, you know, what does it look like when we look at it with an electron microscope. Um, and there are different mm, okay. ways that you can look at it with an electron microscope. And then, you know, when I was creating that illustration, we hadn't looked at the most current, like this SARS-CoV-2, which is the coronavirus, COVID-19, mm -hmm. uh, that causes COVID-19. But we didn't have any great images of it yet. So I had to look for related viruses and be like, okay, okay, what do those look like? These like close cousins because they'd been more carefully studied, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's like digging for, you know, microscopy references and then filling in, you know, there's more specialized ways of looking at molecules really close. So X-ray crystallography, cryo-electron microscopy, mm -hmm. like looking to see what references there are for those. And if there's neither of those, like are there papers where people, people have written what they think they look like and things like mm -hmm. that. Have there ever been one where you're, they're just like, we don't know what this oh, looks like? all the like. time. All the time. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm constantly having to kind of bridge gaps. So I'm always saying like my visuals are like current to what we know now. And it's like. I like that. Yeah. As soon, and as soon as yeah. I finish them, they're wrong. You know, science is never done. <laughs> my job is never done. <laughs> right. So, um, <clears throat> which is like, you just kind of have to get used to it. And I'm like, that's fine. It's like, I get to just keep learning, learn new things all the time. Mm -hmm. so. that's cool that's very cool yeah so what do you do for hobbies uh weightlifting <laughs> okay okay um, nice baking. nice so. <laughs> kind of unrelated all right things. one to balance out the other is that right the... exactly <laughs> yeah, <kinda>. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. Um, yeah, just <clears throat> kind of yeah. I like getting moving. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Is that good for? I'm, I imagine that's good for stress when you're working. I know it is for me to get out. And exactly. Yeah. I'm, I would say run till I can't feel feelings anymore. Exactly. I'm like a pretty <laughs> intense individual when it like comes to work, and I kind of can get myself like just like in the zone, and like mm-hmm. it's good to just go and lift heavy things. It like resets my brain. Uh-huh. You know. Right. Go and do some some dumb things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> things that don't do you, take any yeah, pick it up, any mental it stimulus That's at all it. right so now i've thought about like it's it's easy to get out of the house and like go ride a bike or go run during covid but when it comes to weights you know either you have like a personal set yeah. or or something like yeah. it if i wanted to go start doing some you know benches some max maxing out and stuff right. i don't have the equipment here are you do you have like a, a weight room or yeah a workout we room? were lucky like in uh 2019 we picked up um a barbell and plates and uh, some squat stands and they're like squeezed mm-hmm. into our laundry room so i have to like lift in a nice straight uh-huh. bar path so i don't hit like my washing <laughs> mm-hmm. machine it's also our utility room so we have like our shelves of like just random house crap too so I just mm-hmm. have this like narrow little space that I have to work with, but it's just I can do squats, I can do deadlifts, I can do overhead press, you know, the basics. So that's cool. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, at, with a medical background, uh, so me, I'm a I'm a I'm a big hypochondriac, you know, <laughs> and I I you know having just a little bit of knowledge makes it that much worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Does, uh, uh, do you ever deal with that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I end up researching things pretty intensely and like, yeah, when I, like when I have like a question about something, like I'm going into like the primary literature and citations and like, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, my doctor told me this, but is that really actually up to date with current research? Because sometimes there's a little break between current research and clinical practice. And then sometimes your clinicians aren't as up to date as they should be. Um, so I'm sure your doctor loves you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I try so hard. Like, even if I read a little blurb, I try so not hard not to bring it up at the mm-hmm. doctor because I feel like the, any doctor that hears, I read this on the internet is going to instantly judge me. Yeah. 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 It's definitely, it's a hard thing to thread. And it wasn't really an issue for me um, until recently. Like I had, I had a health issue and I like went through like several doctors and like was like they were giving me this diagnosis that didn't make sense to me and i was just like Mm -hmm. and finally i like i had been holding back i'm like trust your doctors they're professional they went to school for this you know they know what they're talking about Mm -hmm. i finally Mm -hmm. like dove into the actual literature on it and i actually found diagnostic guidelines from like the associate or the i don't know association of endocrinology which is like you know the actual board that these clinicians should be like learning from or like from that association and like you know was able to compare my blood work to like what they had published and I was like Mm -hmm. oh like my doctors have been making the wrong diagnosis and like it's clearly this other thing but they just they weren't up to date on it and I was just lucky that I had Mm -hmm. that literacy to find that literature be able to read it yeah make sense yeah. of it and most people don't have that medical literacy i was just lucky and absolutely um i mean mm. it's it's really hard because most people if you don't have that medical literacy you go google things you're 
you're going to end up getting pretty misled. It's always cancer. Yeah, right. You're, it's yeah, always, it's cancer. always It's always yeah. cancer. Right. Yeah. Oh, you got a scratch on your arm? It's cancer. So, yeah. I. Uh, so yeah. Uh, uh, it was probably like 10 years ago or so. Uh, I woke up with like just horrible, horrible stomach pains, you know, and it had happened a couple of times and I'm, I'm searching on my phone, going through WebMD, you know, looking at all my <laughs> stuff. And I was like, I start reading about gallstones and I was like, this sounds like what it is. Mm-hmm. This sounds like what it is. So I called in sick. I went to the doctor. I told my doctor, I said, I think I have gallstones. Right. And he's like, uh, no, you probably just uh, got food poisoning. Eight years later, Ooh, ended up in the okay. hospital twice for gallstones, you know? Yep. So I was right that whole time. I think it's good to have a little <laughs> bit of knowledge on the subject, yeah. but mm-hmm. you got to take it, the internet with a grain yeah, of salt. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. you got to know what's good and yeah. what's yeah. not good. And I think that's one good thing about my research background is, like, I can go onto the internet and get good information about medical yeah. stuff. And I know, like, I yeah. can kind of be like, okay, that's a good source, that's a bad source, like, that sort of thing, which I, I don't think everybody has that skill. So that's a little, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little dangerous. Yeah, you know how the yeah. sausage is made. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always dangerous. Yeah. It's always dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a I got one link for you this week. And that's it. Just one All right. link. All right. And that is bubblehouse. Bubblehouse.com. And uh this is just uh I've been hearing some ramblings about this and I haven't actually tried it. Mm-hmm. myself but this looks kind of like a an instagrammy type app that is for motion designers but i think what's cool about it is you can actually show you know how the sausage was made there's uh like sliders and things on it that that allow you to show off your work allows you to uh, do like rotations to do sliders to to show like I think there was a good example of it somewhere. I wish, wish I could find it. Maybe it's here at the beginning here. You mm. can see how this oh, example right, right, here, right, right. you yeah. know, you slide it across. Have you have you ever seen like an already been chewed reel or something where yeah. the, he does a little line slide behind thing the and sauce? Shows, yeah, behind the sauce showing like the wireframe and then doing an overlay. I, this kind of looks like that, except you can do this on it. So imagine you're in Instagram and you could slide over oh, cool. something yeah. and see the wireframe. Kind of like that, you can show stages. See the process. So, that's neat. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, and that's yeah. why it's nice to have that, just so clients don't panic when you send the first pencil sketch, and they're like, is this the final? Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no, it's not the final. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. Yeah, that's the only one <laughs> you say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this not good enough? Yeah, uh, I sketched no, it out two was, inches by two inches. Right. So that's good, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Pay me. <laughs> right. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's move to some Bograph Recommends. We're going to ask you some of your favorite things mm-hmm. in the universe. And these could be something that is recent or of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us have our staples, our all-time favorites. I'm always going to say I love The Simpsons. I'm always going to say that I, I love The Office. But there's recent things, too. Uh, for example, I am enjoying the fourth season now of... Halt and Catch Fire, which I didn't know existed until recently. I thought they had canceled the show. I don't even know that So show. our questions for you are going to be, you can give either of these answers. It's something you like in general or something you've been watching lately that you like. And we're going to start out with your favorite movie. Yeah, I would say all time. 
The Dark Knight. Um, Nice. Yeah, because I feel like I watched that at like just the perfect time. I was kind of, I was like in high school, I had just kind of got into all the Batman comic books. And um, so I like watched Batman Begins, kind of got into all the comic books, like where they were pulling from all the different like, you know, stages mm-hmm. that Batman has gone through all the all years and just like all mm-hmm. the different takes, like from like the original campy goofy to like Frank Miller's like super dark, you know, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, um, and I like really enjoyed a lot of the comic books that yeah Christopher Nolan and like that whole team that they were pulling from to create the Dark Knight. Um, so I feel mm-hmm. like I was just at this like perfect prime time to appreciate it, and then it was just a really good comic book movie. Um, and then ever since then, I've been like, oh, like, it'd be great if there's another movie like that. But, like, they're not trying to ever make a movie like that ever again. All those comic book movies now, they have a very different formula. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, you know, it was, like, a really good time for me to watch it. And, yeah, I really, I really loved how it was done and just how tightly it was written and mm-hmm. just how well done it was. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it's the last, that, that. That trilogy was the last good DC movie, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I tried to watch Wonder mm-hmm. Woman 84, and it was, like, it was beautiful. Like, all special effects are cool. Uh-huh. I'm like, but could you, I'm like, could you just pay writers a little bit more to come up with, right. like, yeah. something? Like, you're making it yeah. so beautiful. Can you make the what it's built on just look tighter and invest more mm-hmm. in thinking about it? You know? Yeah. I yeah. feel like I feel like that's one thing that Marvel or Disney has over any yeah. of the DC movies the, is that the, the writing DC is movies just, are just stellar. Yeah, yeah. But even you know, even with the Marvel movies, I think they're hitting like a certain like formula. They're like you know, this many punchlines per mm-hmm. minute, this For many sure. action scenes sure. that yeah. you go ooh ah, sure, sure, sure. and like they mat they yeah. like mad lib the action scenes, right? So they're like, we're gonna have insert this character, do a flip over this character, and they're like, okay, check 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 okay, put it all mm-hmm. into the machine equals money. And like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Question mark, question mark, profit. Yeah, exactly. I saw, I saw someone talking about the Marvel movies and how, you know, they're not technically superhero movies per se. Like, for example, like the, the end game, end game was a heist movie, you mm-hmm. know? And um, some of these other ones was were like they were like detective movies or something, you know. So while yes, they're still using the Marvel characters, they're technically mm. a different type of genre. I don't yeah. know. I, thought it was I mean, if you end up making that many movies, it's kind of probably good that you expand. <laughs> right. <laughs> I agree. So. <clears throat> now, what type of music do you listen to mm-hmm. in front of projects and not in front okay. of projects? Mm-hmm. So not in front of projects when I'm trying to get my kid to sleep. Barry Manilow's <laughs> Copacabana. Just dance to that. Nice. Kid That's goes funny. to sleep. Uh-huh. Um, or that was like for the first month. And then my husband was like, we can't listen to this anymore. We just, we can't. Um, <laughs> you know what's totally like stomachable are the lullabies that are based on popular music. Oh, mm-hmm. i have to check those out. Look, at, look for those on like Spotify or All something. Right. Cause it's, I, uh, it's totally like, you know, you'll hear Lady Gaga, but it's like, sounds like a Uh, you know it's a xylophone and like little jewel has an amazing like nighttime album for kids like taking these notes hot parenting tips jewel jewel we lived off of jewel for my first kid you know like Hmm. he'd hear he'd hear uh like the first 
the first few notes of the song and he would throw a fit because he knew that that was going to knock him out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's good to have something that works. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Well, they might Mm -hmm. be giants has have a lot of kid stuff that they've done as well. Do they? Have you seen any of that? And like, didn't they do the, didn't they do the hot dog song on Mickey mouse? Wasn't that them? Or is that somebody else? It was Mm -hmm. a popular band. I I don't Uh, know about the hot dog song. I don't know about that. Yeah. Hot dog song. I got to Google it now. Hot dog song. Mickey. And this is where all my one year old just she- drops off. Right. Right. Or or goes up. You know. Ooh. Yeah. I found a YouTube video that is one hour of the hot dog song. Oh gosh. Just over and over and over and over again. Yes, they might be giants. Wrote the hot dog, hot dog song, and the hot Mickey Mouse dog. Clubhouse song right. at the beginning. They well, there you go. Yeah, they've done a lot of kids. They've done a kids a kids album. That's so, funny. Nice. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, hmm. yeah. So I guess back to the question, like in front of projects, um, I feel like usually classical or like trip hop, like not not usually okay. anything with words to it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then when I'm working out, I usually like rock of different kinds. Um, mm-hmm. Dorothy, Meg Myers, Alice Merton, some of my favorites, kind of like uh, female led rock groups. Cool, 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 cool. Now we covered movies, but yeah. what about TV shows? Great British mm-hmm. Bake Off. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! Yeah. That was instant. Yeah, yeah didn't right. even need to question that. Yeah, that's funny. All time favorite obsessed. So, because you, you're into the baking shows, so that are there any other baking things you like to watch? Uh, I feel like everything else is just pales in comparison uh, in terms to like mm-hmm. just. I feel like I got into baking because of the Great British Bake Off. Like we, my husband mm-hmm. and I like watched that and then we just kind of got into baking because of it. Um, and then everything else is just, it's a little too American reality TV, you know, where everything's like super mm-hmm. dramatized and like every person has like a super dramatic backstory. Like I'm here because like my dog has <laughs> cancer and I need to win this prize right, money right, right, to right, cure right. my dog's cancer. And like, you know, right. they're like crying behind the scenes about their dog's cancer. Like, I'm like, I, yeah, I don't really need that. Um, or it's just kind of like over the top flashy and they're like, hey, you're going to make this much money. And it's, I just love mm-hmm. how like chill the Great British Bake Off is. And they're like, we're just That's doing funny. it because somebody's going to win, but we all still like each other and help each other. It's just also warm and yeah. fuzzy. I need to watch that. I need to watch it. I've heard nothing but amazing things. Yeah. Have you watched, um, is it? I'll be right back, Dave. Zum- Zumbo, Zum- Zumbo. 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 Zumbo's just desserts, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's the one that's it's Australian. Yeah, right? yeah, and it's I guess Adriano Zumbo is the guy. Um, I like tried to watch one episode, but it was just like too much. Like they've got this like over the top set, and then it the desserts. This set is ridiculous, yeah, and I'm like, it kind of hurts my it eyes is. to look at this. Um, and then the kind of bakes and cooking they were doing, it was, I feel like it was more stuff like that you wouldn't be able to replicate at home. That was like. Um, just like two like molecular gastronomy techniques. And then it makes it a little less fun. Um, I think if you're watching it and you're like, Oh, I like with the great British bake off, I have this illusion that I could try to do it at home at least, even if, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I've got to do those things. It's of course exploded terribly, you know, there's at least this illusion that like I could do that. (laughs) So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine I might be okay with it because I've had quite a few hours in front of the TV watching some of these shows, but I have yet to try it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Let's just see what happens when I try and actually make a cake. Maybe I'd be better off going to pick one up at the grocery store. Yeah, you should always just give it a try at um, least once. Explode your kitchen, see what happens. It'll be fun, if nothing yeah. else. I'll leave that to my girlfriend because she's got uh, she's she's the one who's going to school. <laughs> so I, I think, oh, that's a little think, intimidating. Uh, if you've got like a pro in the house, yeah. you're like, I don't want to mess with it. Yeah, yeah, I'll let her handle that. Uh, let's see. Next on the list. Hey, we didn't hear from Kevin. We didn't hear from Kevin. That's okay. Gosh, he must not be we listening miss you, today. If he was here, I'm pretty sure that he would say that Breaking Bad and The Wire <laughs> are some of his favorites that he'll never start stop talking. Yeah, about. living in Maryland, have you watched The Wire? I still get this question. Baltimore. Um... <laughs> you know, it was funny. So when I was going to grad school in Baltimore, I was like telling people like, oh yeah, I'm going to like go to grad school in Baltimore. And like mm-hmm. the summer leading up to grad school, everybody was like, oh, have you seen The Wire? And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. like, should I watch The Wire before mm-hmm. I go live in Baltimore? Probably not. Right. Like, it might it might change your mind about <laughs> yeah. wanting to go to Baltimore. Right. But actually right. Baltimore, let me just say, is a great city. Like everybody like is always like, oh, Baltimore, it's like the city where The Wire happened. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a great little city. I like it a lot more than DC. It's a lot less pretentious. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm just going to plug for Baltimore here and say, it's not all the wire. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. What about podcasts? Mm-hmm. Do you have time to listen to podcasts? Um, and, and if so, a lot of times when I'm cooking, I'll listen to podcasts and it's usually like NPR and like planet money kind of like stuff yeah. that kind of covers the news with like a certain angle. Like I enjoy hearing about um, economics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Cool. Plug in. Uh, besides render engines. <laughs> yeah. This render was something, this count. was actually something, uh, something I meant to ask earlier was, mm-hmm. um, uh, do you do any like particle simulations or anything like that? Like, do X you particles. ever have a need to, to go to X particles or even Houdini or something like that? You know? Yeah. I've actually just started using X particles and I probably should have years ago because like, as soon as I started using it, I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, I'm a moron. Why did I not get this before? <laughs> um, so yes, that's, that's part of it. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. so X particles, I'm still getting up to speed on, um, EPMV, of course, my favorite yeah. plugin. It's mm-hmm. always like a little in danger of going extinct. It doesn't work in the most current Cinema 4D right now. So I still have R20 installed mm-hmm. on my machine so I can boot that up to like run EPMV. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it gets updated, but there's just like one guy who kind of like updates it on the side, you know? Mm-hmm. So there ne- and like there are a lot of people who are like, um, can we throw money at you somehow? Do you want to start Patreon? Yeah. Like anything to like keep this supported, but that hasn't quite been figured out yet. But I'm like, take my money, yeah. keep it updated. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send 3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. 
your source for all things indie film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. Right. Yeah, there's so many plugins like that that I just... There's, they're always the stragglers, right? And you've always got them loaded in the last version. I even do that with uh, Forrester mm-hmm. when I first get a new version of Cinema because it's either not available or I just need a tree and I need to just go grab it real quick mm-hmm. and I don't have time to wait to send them my registration and my email and wait two days for them to get back to me. But there's always those plugins that you have to go back to for and right. maybe like sort it out and then mix it all down as geometry and then open it up in the new version so mm-hmm. you can exactly uh, um <clears throat> what about when you're on your phone muscle memory favorite go-to app what mm-hmm. are you always in uh right now i've got this app that tracks when my kid naps and predicts when he's gonna nap again uh, <laughs> that's hilarious which is power that's right hilarious. there yeah. Does it yeah, work? Yeah. I, actually, it yeah, does. Yeah, does it work? Because, like, I feel like, okay, so when they tell you, like, they're like, okay, kids, you can tell, like, babies, you can tell when they're sleepy, but, like, not overtired. So you want to hit that sweet spot where they're tired but not overtired, mm-hmm. and they have all these little tells. Mm-hmm. I would blow past that every time. Like, I could never tell. Right. And then my kid was, like, crying because he's overtired now. The app is like, okay, he's woken up from a nap. He's probably only going to want to be awake for, like, an hour and a half because he's about this old. It says, okay, dum-dum, put him down for a nap now. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. I'll go do that. And, like, I do that before he gets cranky. Um, so that's, like, super helpful. Other than that, I really like Twitter. Hmm. All right. Other than that, I really like Twitter. Cool. <laughs> How about TikTok? Have you been into TikTok at all no, yet? No, I have not been. Like, people keep sending me links. Be careful. I'm like, I feel like this could just, <laughs> like, melt my brain and suck my time. <laughs> like, It will. Absolutely, you know will. it will, but for some reason I don't mind it. I feel like it's replaced putting on mindless TV and yeah. instead. So I don't feel like it's 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 a like time, it's, it's not, like I'm channel wasting channel time. surfing, right? One minute yeah. at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nice. But it's nice when you're like, okay, I got five minutes. I got to wait for this render. Mm-hmm. You can just open it up and flip through it. Yep. Okay. You know, take a break. Something. It, it's a little bite sized things for somebody who's very busy. Or mm-hmm. has like a weird broken up day. It's kind of a good way to get in a little bit of entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have time to go sit and watch a movie or something. Right. Yeah, they've started. Uh, they've started adding more time to certain uh, influencers or whatever. Have you noticed that? Like they're allowing people to upload like five minutes at a time, and I'm like, oh, oh a minute. Please yeah. don't do that. Please don't do that. I love the one minute ones. I think well, they're that great. would be fine if you could skip through it, but you can't. Right, fast right, right, right. So it's like either right. you're gonna sit here, and then what happens if you don't finish it, or you get interrupted? You gotta start over. Or your kid grabs your phone and accidentally swipes it up, and you're like, ah, oh, now I gotta start that whole thing over again. Yep. Yeah, that's the worst part. <laughs> Let's see. Video games. Do you ever play video games? Um, so last year I was like stuck in the house due to the pandemic and then also like super pregnant. So not really wanting to move anywhere. So I revisited video yeah. games. Um, I hadn't like played mm-hmm. them since high school, but then I heard about Skyrim on a random podcast. And yes, I know Skyrim oh. is like really old, but my husband dutifully like loaded up Skyrim on his computer and I got to like play that mm-hmm. through like 2020 and it was it was really sad. I liked like running around outside in Skyrim. It was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, it holds yeah. up. And yeah. there's all sorts of texture packs to make it look yeah. pretty and yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to get past the 45 minute intro. And Gosh. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell yeah. me about it. 
I've never gotten past the 45 minute intro. I've made my character and then I've been like, oh man, I'm so bored now. Right. Well, so I get through it. I'm like, just like, I don't play video games. So I'm just like crashing through it. And my husband's just like laughing at me. And I'm like, why did I just mm-hmm. die? He's like, you were standing in fire. That's why you died. <laughs> and I was like, what? I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, <laughs> my bad. My bad. Oh. That's funny. So yeah, it was, it was a humorous 45 minutes. It probably took me like an hour and a half to get through that intro. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I got my wife into Animal Crossing at the beginning of the pandemic. She mm-hmm. still plays it every single night, you know, and still, at the be- still. Yeah. Wow. And um, it's funny because she she was very bad at it at first. Like she she tried to enter a door and she'd be constantly just be hitting it with her her net over and over and over again. And we'd laugh and laugh. It was so funny. <laughs> uh, but now she's like she's like expert expert at animal crossing it's good well maybe you can get her into halo yeah no (laughs) she picked that up nah you sure yeah you never know like she might play i've been playing halo for like what six years seven years and i'm still not good at it hey well everybody's different you know (laughs) maybe she'll pick it up and realize she's good at poning noobs you never know (laughs) i guess i keep telling my husband i'm like let me play PUBG. i'm sure i'll do great yeah yeah (laughs) there you go (laughs) that's that's like Adult Fortnite. That's what yeah. I call it. Adult yeah. Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Amy could come on and pwn some noobs with us on our late night chat. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I think she could do it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, that is it, except for the very last one. This is the mm-hmm. tough one. Yeah. This is the one that uh, Mitch Myers example. <laughs> this is a life hack. Mitch Myers example is you turn the toaster on its side for some bomb ass grilled cheese now, your life hack doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be something gimmicky like that. It could be something very, um, oh, I don't know, economical. <laughs> yeah. It could be something very, very, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Uh, Just uh, something about productivity, life. Day, yeah. Productivity hacks, you know? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Do you have any hacks for people? I mean, I would mm-hmm. say weightlifting is my hack my life hack mm-hmm. um you know keeps me sane it's also just like good mm-hmm. for your health bone health and everything um mm-hmm. yeah i like it more than cardio um but yeah just like it helps, it helps keep me sane yeah. you know it's something simple to do it's you know keeps you healthy long term so it saves you money mm-hmm. you know if you're healthy mm-hmm. so yeah yep yeah cool cool all right. Well, we've gotten through that, and so I'm I'm thinking that it's it's time we start switching gears to the NFT world a little bit. What yeah, do you think? let's do it. Let's do yeah, it. Are you ready to do uh, the drop? Uh, almost, almost. Hold on. Let me <laughs> get your notes out I there. G- I got to get my notes out. Gosh, oh, okay. I got too many notes. I've got to do it too. I mean, we got to mm. do an intro, so you got plenty of time. Let's do it. All right, let's go. Here we go. The drop. Drop, drop. Is this the fucking mic? This is exactly what I should be doing. What's up and welcome to this week's episode of The Drop, your weekly source for all things NFT and crypto art, as well as upcoming drops by notable people in the Mograph industry. I'm Matt Milstead, joined by Dave Koss and Veronica Falconeri-Hayes. See, I said your name. And I, nice. I, I nailed it nice. that time. I nailed it that time. That yeah, was great. <laughs> Who doesn't have much <laughs> NFT background? So, so please feel free to ask ask questions. Yeah, joining yeah. us from the, the, be, the podcast it, portion of the show. It'd be interesting to uh, see some medical NFT stuff. 
you know? Yeah. I don't I'm know. like, I feel it like some people must be getting into it, but like, I feel like all this NFT stuff has been ramping up again while I was like on maternity leave and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not sleeping at all and I can't tell what's happening on the yeah. internet right now. It seems crazy. I'm going to put the phone down. So. Yeah, that's smart. Especially if you're it's already right. not Nobody getting else sleep. Is sleeping yeah. either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it just, it, that's, that's what it's like. Uh, 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 getting into NFTs is like having a one month old, you know, or two months old. Uh, yeah. You just don't get any sleep because you can't sleep because all you're thinking right. about is NFTs. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're like your babies. <laughs> yeah. Hey, before we get into the major drops, could we talk real quick about the Beeple drops? Yes. Actually, weekend? that's what I, that's what I was going to say. Like speaking okay, of not getting any sleep, I didn't get any sleep the night before Beeple did his last drop this weekend. Uh, so we had a drop Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, uh, and I was, I, I couldn't sleep cause I was too excited about it, you know, cause, uh, I had a plan. I was hoping that people would not notice cause Sunday, well, starting Friday, going <laughs> through Sunday, he had one piece that was going to the top 100 bidders. And I was like, Oh, I could, I could bid, I could bid like $10,000, get a Beeple piece and then turn it around for like 50, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, that was my plan, you know, but I was, I was like, I don't want to bid immediately because then that sets the bar, you know, so I'm going to wait it out until Sunday. So I, I waited out until Sunday and then the lowest price was like $35,000. And I was like, okay, no, there's no way. Because the thing is, so say you could, you bought one for 35,000 and you were going to sell it for 40 or 50. Cause that's about what they were going for. The ones that people got, got, you know, for a dollar or whatever, that's about what I think they're going for nowadays. These these uh, these lots of the people pieces are going for about forty to fifty thousand dollars. So it's like after fees and everything, you take a risk on whether or not you can even sell it. But you know, anyway. So that's neither so here nor there. So have like the values um, kind of again question coming from outside? Have the yeah, values no. kind of crashed out on any of these things yet? Because so I know they have. Like, they have. Right. They have quite a bit. So. Uh, I am th- I am the most lucky person in the entire world because I sold my Beeple piece, you know, right at the height of the Beeple mania, and that was the day before his uh, his uh, his Christie's drop, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. right right before the day before his Christie's drop, I sold mine, and I still believe I think that mine out of all the open editions, mine was like the second or third highest. Uh, 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 price that someone has paid for for a uh, a Beeple, like an open edition, not a single edition. You know, because the single editions, you know, they've gone for like six million, but I sold mine for mm-hmm. one hundred ninety five thousand. You know, so but this weekend though, this weekend there were yes. such an interesting like man. It was this variety. Week, of... This weekend was rough. I'll tell you, yeah. like yeah. N- uh, for his drop, it's like so one you had you had. Like what was it? Four, op- four editions that were a hundred, and they were giveaways. But two of them, you had to answer quiz questions based on his everydays, which they weren't even based on his everydays. They were just stupid questions, Shocker. right? Yeah, they were. They, yeah. yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so yeah. they were. They were kind of like they were just ridiculous questions, and so we're all on 
Discord together, you know, and you've got 45 minutes to answer these questions. So at some point within that 45 minutes, someone has already uploaded all the answers to Twitter, you know, and we're all freaking out because we're like, we got to get it. We got to, it's going to take us 45 minutes. And literally, it only took us a, a couple. You know, to figure everything out. Shout out to Phil, because Phil was the first one in the Discord to get everything right and then let us all know. Mm. Um, But still, you had 80,000 people enter, you know, and it's like... like, Nobody got anything. Yeah, no one that I know got anything that we knew got anything. Um, Then an hour later, you had another one. An hour later, you had another one that was just like a dollar. Oh, and it was one minute. Yeah, which sucked. It's like... This is my beef. Yeah, yeah, This is my beef because I entered. I was ready to go. mm -hmm. I had multiple tabs up just in Mm -hmm. case because I didn't know if it was going to refresh instantly or if I have to hit refresh. Like all the ducks in a row were all in Discord, Mm -hmm. ready to go. The thing just wasn't moving. I yeah. had everything ready to go, had the credit card ready, and I hit the button, and I was two seconds too late. I was because too, as well it was, was I. Yeah. Too slow. The the I, website's too slow. I hit the website. I hit refresh, and it took yeah. forever to load. And by the time I had checked out, it said this one is no longer available. I was like, oh. yeah, it was one minute. Yeah. So this sounds incredibly stressful. And then he I had. Mean, it is. You know, it is. It is super stressful. And it's like uh, uh, the first one, you know, some of the NFT stuff when I'm trying to get an open edition or whatever, it 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 sucks. And my wife gets a little upset because I'm like, I got to go upstairs. I got to go and try and get this piece of art, you know, which she understands now that we've kind of sold one for a hefty amount. <laughs> She's you know, accepting of this But idea. she also s- still is like, come on, you're taking away time for me, you know, and I, and I get that. So for the first one, it was so stressful. I was like, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again. So the second quiz that came around, I was at the store. I was just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> and then my, both my brothers, because I told them about it, they called me. They're like, hey, what's this answer? I was like, I don't know. Everybody Check Twitter. Answers. Twitter will tell you. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so my brother was able to find all the answers on Twitter, and he sent them to me. So I'm just in the parking lot. I was like, all right. Nah, 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 all right, I'm in. I don't care. You know? It's like... I, I, I didn't I do the Saturday ones either, and of course yeah. I get texts from our friend Joe. He's like, he's like, hey, hey, can you talk real quick? I'm like, yeah. dude, I don't know the answers to the questions. Yeah. I'm yeah. not even doing this one. And the questions were, so, <laughs> the questions were so weird, man. Mike, yeah. I, 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 I'm telling you, money has driven him crazy. <laughs> what he's it's written like, will be a window into his madness, right? Um, it's, but it's like, I mean, even that picture of him in the, in the underwear that he posted at the very end. And I'm just like, all right, all right, Mike, I I love you, dude. It's a picture of him in his underwear. Oh, his, his poopy underwear. Yes. Yeah. It's on, it's on Instagram. If you want to see it, don't bring it up because that's gross. But yeah, was it an Instagram story? Uh, no, I think, I think it was up on Twitter some, one of them got taken down. But yeah, so it's him in his underwear with poopy pants. I'm so confused. What is this? What is going on? This was all a part. This was a part of the promo that he originally did, you know, and I guess someone took a picture and he just posted it, you know, but he was he posted this. uh, It was either on Twitter or Instagram or something. He's like, I know a lot of people had some issues, you know, some bowel issues when they opened up the last open edition boxes and they all crap their pants. Right. Right. So we're including uh, some Beeple branded underwear for you to put on before you open the boxes. It's, All right. It's All really right. funny. I mean, 
Yeah, it's it's funny. It's it's but, funny, and it's oh also very gosh. gross. And you know, I guess that's his brand now. Is that well? Of course yeah. it so, is. Yeah. Rewind to NAB twenty twenty. <laughs> like I, you know, this yes. is kind of like my first like MoGraph industry conference. Um, mm-hmm. I thought I was going to actually go there, be there in person. Ended up being virtual. Right. It did have. You know, one benefit is like we're on like the virtual happy hour and everybody's like talking yeah, and totally. getting excited. They're like, oh, yeah, people's presenting. One advantage is I could sit there on my computer and be like, please don't kick me off the podcast. Who is people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. Because <laughs> like, like I had right. no idea. Right. But now I like wonder yeah, if and- I had gone there and I'd like run into him at NAB and I'm like, oh, yeah, what do you do? Like, what would his answer be to like the, the what do you right. do? <laughs> Right, right. Well, I mean, if you don't know what Beeple looks like, you wouldn't right. assume that he is... You wouldn't have asked him who, what he did. You would have yeah. asked who he does accounting for. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that has yeah. also become part of his brand. You know, but... It has but become it, and Somebody nothing, on, like, the Today like, Show or something <clears throat> actually said that, that he looks mm-hmm. like an accountant as well. And And that's the thing, like, up until probably... January of this year maybe no probably December when that when his first drop happened no one knew who he was you know well, and my no, I it, mean millions of people well, knew but no one no like he public. wasn't he wasn't a yeah. everyday term right so right. my my dad was uh he he's living in Hawaii he's working in Hawaii and he's got a couple of like you know people that he works with they were sitting down and he said a couple of these guys are like my age they're like techie whatever and he told them that I bought I got a Beeple piece and they freaked out they're like what you know and and like they actually knew and these are like architects and like construction guys you know and it's like they're they're talking NFTs yeah. like. He's a part of hmm. the everyday vernacular now, you know. Yeah. Especially with the the Time Magazine thing, I'm excited to get that. Yeah, so. and this, uh, man, this the lighting and the yeah, presentation. the box of is this really cool. Display like, for these. Oh my gosh! I really so wanted one, but man, they're just they're out just of my open league it up now. And you see Elon yeah. Musk crotch, but right. <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, the lighting, the fact that when you open it, like there's lighting in around the edges right. of it in the inside of the boxes. Right. So it's super cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, I think the physical pieces are, are are very, you know, they add a lot to it. It's so cool. It's very very yeah. cool. You know. Yeah, and and I will say I don't know who did this particular piece because it doesn't look like it's something that uh, what's the what's the company called um, Nifty Gateway? No, that makes these display. The displays. Uh, yeah, infinite I mean, objects. It infinite doesn't look object. like an infinite I think, objects. I'm I'm curious if infinite objects works with Nifty Gateway in order to put these things together. I don't know. I it's, don't know because, it's because uh, well, right now the the ones that were with the original Beeple piece are sold out. You can't get them until June, but I will say they do sell the the smaller ones with the wooden frame on them. And yeah. I ordered a bunch. of them <laughs> That's recently. probably why it's because he ordered yeah. so many of them. You know, it's such an easy know. process though. If you mm-hmm. go to Infinite Objects and you want to do something for like somebody's birthday or something, to this for my dad's birthday, um, just. You get the dimensions, you put it into Premiere, you find a good clip, and you put it in. And a lot of people ask, well, what's how is it different than a digital frame, right, mm-hmm. where you just load a million pictures? I think it's better because, first of all, it's super small and lightweight. There's no computer anything involved. It's just a piece of art. And, and the point of, of it 
is you put one specific video in it, just like you would one specific photo if you gave somebody a photo, right, mm-hmm. in a frame. Mm-hmm. And and that's what makes it unique is this this frame is just for this one thing. I kind of like that concept, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know yeah, the, the time. The the mm-hmm. if I'm gonna, I want to display some of the NFTs that I have, you know. But I want to I want to find like a super flat screen monitor that I can hang on my wall to display them, like a 32 inch monitor or 27 inch monitor, you know, one that looks more like a picture frame versus one of the tiny ones. I don't love the tiny ones. Well, Best Buy and some other places do make frames that are specifically for this that are Mm -hmm. kind of like TVs, but Mm -hmm. I think they have more of a just like, like, uh, I I don't know. They they look more like a a photo on the wall. The way that they do the backlighting on it, I don't exactly know how it works. Almost instead of like a screen. Yeah, Yeah. maybe like a matte finish and like the lighting behind it makes it. It's almost like it has a sensor. I think that keeps it looking the same level as something that would just be a regular painting or photo on the wall and not just a big bright bright screen right right right, right. the right. uh the time magazine cover uh by the by got the the yeah. time magazine cover this is everybody not everybody but a lot of people at first were like wait is this real or is this mm-hmm. just some mock-up no this is an actual the actual time magazine cover uh may 10th may 17th i have to get one of these and i know it. And put I it know. up. There's there's so much about this. It's not just the fact that it's Beeple. It's not the fact right. that it's just NFTs. You've also got the fact that it's literally Cinema yeah. 4D on the cover so of cool. Time magazine. Yeah. Cinema 4D and Octane. Like that's that's awesome. It's so so epic. It's and about it's time a, the world sees what, what we, we do. Stare at all day. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and it even uh, mentions Octane render yeah. at the bottom as well. So it just covers so many bases. And you're like, is this real life? Yeah. Is this how can this be real right now? Meanwhile, Redshift yeah. crying in a corner. Amazing. They didn't make time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay because it's yeah. it's Maxon it's and Max their, on, their yeah. software is there, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Funny. Uh Veronica, what render engine do I you use? I use Redshift. I should have Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See? That's That'll funny. make them feel better. That's funny, yeah. yeah. And a lot yeah, of yeah. times really you know, you stuff know I use just the standard, but Redshift and the standard. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. The All right. render engine is the film, and the camera still made the front cover of Time Magazine, mm-hmm. which is yeah. 4D. Yeah, so. it did. Let's talk about some drops. We don't have yes. a lot. So, you know, and what sucks is Nifty finally updated all their stuff. Yeah, you know? Yeah, I know. Like, they're normally really good about getting all the drops for this week uh, up on... Uh, uh, whatchamacallit, like should early we just in the do it? Monday. Should we just kind of give a, a, a quick rundown on the fly then? Well, just, you know, the thing is, what I like to do is I like to go through and see all the artists, you know, and see which one I feel like are actually MoGraph artists versus like musicians right. or something like that. And it, right. that's not the case. I, I don't, I don't know a lot of these. I don't know anyone in particular, so I'm just not going to uh, say anything. You do yeah. know some of them. Do I? Who? Man, and there's another wait no this this where do you where are you getting the times because these times are not right up on up, up on here i guess i'm yeah, looking at the wrong twitter uh, twitter is the only place that they, they take forever in order to weird like, post stuff you know yeah because i'm seeing i'm seeing fuck render still listed but that's yeah, from last no, week that's last week yeah, okay. yeah yeah we just confirmed him on the show in a few weeks by the oh, way that'll, that'll so be fun I, that'll I believe be fun. on the may 31st i'll have to apologize to him for poking the bear you know on, on <laughs> that Instagram. was funny 
Uh, yeah. Parrotism. I believe I've mentioned them before. Um, mm-hmm. They're tonight. You know, but that's okay. the only one I really knew. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's, I don't know if uh, go check out, uh, nifty's nifty gateways, Twitter. If you want to know what drops are this week, I don't yeah, know. I guess they need we to don't be... know anyone. Don't they know that drops. we get this information on Monday morning? Don't you know what? Know? I need to, I need to talk. I need to talk to someone. If there, if there's anyone at nifty gateway who yeah. wants to contact us really honestly, like, I mean, you're kind of an integral part of this show. You, you should let me know, like, at least a day or two. I would love to be able to put this together Sunday night, you know, right. or even Friday night instead yeah. of, like, yeah. hustling to get it done on Monday morning before the show. So, But it's anyway. not just for us, obviously. It's for other people who want to know ahead of time because finding out the day of the drop is, for yeah. Monday, I at hate... least, is and that's too, the thing, that's too th- fast that's, to that's, decide. I, I, it's the thing that I hate most about these NFT drops is they don't even show you what you get to buy until the day of. And you're like, I don't know whether I want that or not. You know, it's like, yeah, I feel like you need to, to you it. need to like, you know, tease people and be like, this is what I'm dropping. It's going to be amazing. You know? Yeah. But I feel like they Some tell everyone not to. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. I wonder about that because sometimes I feel like people purposely don't show or they'll show a glimpse, which is like, yeah. okay, that's cool. But if you're going to drop 10 G's on something ridiculous, right. you're going to want to know. I want to know, know what it and is ahead of time. Even if it's a smaller one, even if it's $500 for that matter, you're going to want to know yeah. what it's going to look like beforehand. This is all a really interesting yeah, psychology experiment. I hope somebody's taking notes. It is. Right? It really yeah. is. It really is. Like, yeah. I mean, if you get in on one of the drops, like when it's happening, you know, especially one of the open editions where it's like, you can buy as many as you want in five minutes. It's like I had, at one point I had to give my uh, my wife my phone and say, uh, "Don't let me buy anything," <laughs> you know, because I had kind of gotten a little addicted yeah. to it for a little bit, it's you like know, and. It's absolutely gambling, and I 100% Which, have that, a gambling addiction. You know, you should see yeah. me in Vegas. It is not pretty. I, I convince yeah. Dave every time we go to Vegas to give us a company bonus so yeah, that I can, so that I don't have to spend money that my wife will know about. Yeah. <laughs> bed, 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 right? bed. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, what but else you do, do You do have one on Maker's Place, though. I do have one on Maker's Place here. that... Um, so. Uh, which one do I have on Maker's Place? Pascal. Pascal, Pascal Blanche. Yeah, Pascal Blanche. Mm-hmm. It was a, a really cool, uh, really cool illustrator. Like I, I, I totally dug the uh, the work uh, that this person does. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, Dave, if you go over to Drops real quick on the Maker's mm-hmm. Place one, um, what is it? Urz, Urz, uh, is Urz. That? Yeah, uh, Urz Fisher Ooh. is doing another Chaos one. I, I think it's interesting that Urs keeps on doing these chaos drops where it's like intersecting geometry, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but like it's weirdly unsatisfying, but also satisfying in the same sense, you know? It's like, especially yeah, I'm with- wondering, is he, is he taking like flashcards with different words on it and throwing it against the wall, <laughs> combining the two? Right. It's like, it's, okay, it's I'm going to draw some... The manatee thing, like the South Park manatee balls where they take oh, yeah, two yeah, balls yeah, and put exactly. it together. Yeah. For the, what was it for like, for the sim- what they're going to talk about in the Simpsons? On, uh, the fam- no, on the family, family guy. guy. On family guy. Family yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like today, the first card says lighter and egg. Yeah. Yeah. Lighter and okay. egg. Okay. Let's put those together. And then we're going to have uh, Walnut. Model plastic horse right. and barbell. Right. I, I don't know. 
Yeah. Sorry. Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Wow. <clears throat> Scissors yeah. and random statue. Like, what right. is going on? Yeah. Right. And then, I don't know. meanwhile, we know how the sausage is made. So right. we're like... Eh, no, that's not art. Yeah. Rabble, but rabble, rabble. Actually, it's funny because like, I thought it was dumb the first time I saw it. But the more I see of these, I'm like, oh, I kind of like these. I want to collect one, you know? <laughs> yeah. But they're also going for yeah. twenty or $30,000. You, you know, can make so. your own. Right. I can, I'll make my own. <laughs> yeah. With blackjack. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. So what else it. do we got? That's, that's uh, it. That's so it. now we're yeah. in the community. Yeah, community drops. Dang it, I, I lost my uh I lost my my stuff. The drop list. Is it the drop list? Brandon. Drop list. Brandon Parvini would be the first one. Oh gosh. You know what? Brandon I'm I'm sorry, Brandon, I didn't I didn't respond to your message in Slack, but I do want you to know I did. that your work is incredible. <laughs> like I, yes. I I I I this is oh. so, so good. Right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like like this is this is the quality that i love to see in in nfts like i i I don't know i i think i think brandon parvini is one of the best in our industry like that is that is gorgeous right there Uh, he's somebody we need to have back on the show it's been a little we do we absolutely i love seeing all these artists just like set loose i feel like the nft thing it's like crazy it's Mm -hmm. you know super stressful for a ton of people and like this complete experiment but it's awesome to see what people are creating in the name of nft right Uh uh-huh and, right. and it's brought so many artists to the forefront. And just mm-hmm. if you're even if you're not collecting, if you're not really doing all of this, there's so much to that has been gained in the in the world of mm-hmm. learning about artists and learning about uh, and even like even making connections. Yeah. And late night discord yeah. chats and talking to people. I mean, I have been so slammed. I, I did my NFT and I kind of I'm back to regular business as usual doing yeah. other stuff. Yeah, but I feel like I know so much more about artists right now. And, yeah, and not even and, just like MoGraph artists, but other artists coming from other areas. Normally, normally, like we would go to NAB or we'd go to SIGGRAPH, and that's where I would get introduced to some of these artists. You know, right? Some and, and but it's like it's been nice that these NFTs have been around because it's given me a chance to, you know for me to recognize their art as well as you know which which is awesome yeah. it's awesome but yeah. yeah brandon's work awesome if i had if i had money I, I i i would buy it in a heartbeat in a heartbeat yeah so um let's see who else we got uh da, 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 da. uh garrett appleton uh hit us up on uh hit us up their email uh, has a drop on <laughs> Hick and Tunic. Is that how you say how, it? How do you say it? I just I, I don't Hick know and, how to say it. I I like to say yuck because that's what it, that's when I look <laughs> at that I say yeah. yuck. That's that's exactly how it sounds to me. How do you how do you say it? I don't know. It's Hick, not heist nook. Hick it's nook. Hitik nook. Hitik nook. I don't know. I need lessons. Come on, there. people! Oh, if, you're a, if you're starting a if you're starting a website, come on! You got to think about marketing here. Yeah, no can I even... feel like. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I posted a bunch of stuff on Hickyuk. How do you spell that? I don't know. Right, I still don't know how to get to this website. I'm like, where are they? Right. H H I C E T. Is it okay? Here's my question. Is this is this a word Hick, in another language, Hick-hick-nook. or is this just a random? Hikeknuk, Hikeknuk. Does it mean Hick- something in another Hick- language, or is this just random? Yeah, I don't know. 
It's like someone just smashed their face against the keyboard, and they're like, this is what a website you is. You can make that NFT art, Dot like Breadface blog. Right? <laughs> just tried to Google it, and it autocorrected to chicken NFT. I don't think that's it. <laughs> okay, two people have said it's Latin for here and now. I would no. have never All guessed right. that. I would have guessed that this was... Uh, I don't know. I, don't I would know say Latin. it would. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dave, well, do you want to go to this link? Yes, this is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I love this. Uh, Garrett Appleton. The texturing is fantastic. Yeah, and the the audio that goes along with it is really good too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for those who uh, are just watching, you know, go What's check it out. What's the face on the bottom? That's something from. <clears throat> I don't know. Isn't that an artist? I think it's just a smiley face. A... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Very I like pretty. it. Very yeah. pretty. Cool. Um, next up, we got uh, VJ a- a- Anomaly. 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 VJ Anomaly. That makes sense. Fellow Dallasite. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. He oh, even okay. has the same name as you. What? Matthew? I think it's Matthew, right? Yes, Matthew. Matthew? Matthew. Matthew. Here you go. <laughs> Which one is this one called? There's technically <clears throat> two. I think he has two of them up. Yeah, but this one uh, he just posted, um, and uh, he hit me up on Instagram. He's like, "Hey, can you can you uh, can you uh, talk about this on the drop?" And I said, "I've already got you on the list," you know. Yep. And mm-hmm. so um, this one comes with a uh, it, when purchased actually comes with an interactive one as well, which is pretty cool. So how does that work? I have no idea, but that's what oh. he told me. So that's what I'm 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 relaying the message. Well, maybe he so. can write it in the chat. Yeah, 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 totally. Or maybe it says somewhere I haven't been paying attention. But I think uh, he has another. I think he has two of them. I don't know if I can find it off the bat, but I'm going to yeah. try and I'm going to try and do it. Oh. Uh Oh, interesting. I thought he sent me two, but maybe I'm yeah. wrong cuz there's only maybe. one here on uh on, on foundation. foundation. Yeah. I can go back and double check. He's yeah. got uh inner strength. Do, 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 do. Oh, okay. The other link was just his foundation. Like, okay. So that yeah, is yeah. the only one. Yeah. So cool. uh, next up, James Ramirez, Fried Pixels. Uh, I I love. So this is one reason I kind of like this uh, Heyuk website, you know, because you can actually <laughs> you can Heyuk um, Heyuk. <laughs> what I'm gonna call it from now on. It's what I see every time Heyuk. Um, uh, you can actually uh, oh, upload so like cool. OBJs and stuff like that, and actually be able to interact with them. And I think like I love I love what uh james has been doing and being able to like interact with that is so good it looks certainly this was done in vr yeah 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 it was another vr one that he had done but super duper cool oh man that's pretty i love that yeah 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 yeah. what is it yeah this is on hyuk hyuk on hyuk yeah (laughs) 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 good Uh, and <laughs> next up, uh, I think the the last one is uh, Gernge Billy Chitkin uh, over My on man. Maker's Place. Uh, this ones are mm-hmm. good, man. I didn't know he had done these, but he just oh. did some really cool drops. So, but well, this yeah, is nice, right? Are these new or is this something he had that I, he released? I, I think they're new. These? I think they're new. Yeah, oh, nice. I love the transitions. Yeah. I love like the glitch effects and stuff. Totally. Really cool. I like it. I like it a lot. It feels very cyberpunky, you know? Yeah. Very uh very uh, uh lights camera lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know? funny. Now, uh this is not an this is not an NFT, but I would like to say my daughter did 
uh, an octane daily yeah. this, this weekend. Yeah, so I was super proud of that. Uh, it's it's one of those things where like over the years we've kind of like done a little C C4D here and there, and she's mm-hmm. messed with it, but. You know, in she was playing uh, a lot of as she does a lot of um, Fortnite, Minecraft. No Minecraft, right? and, okay. and so we were sitting there working, building some stuff in Minecraft. I'm like, oh, you would really like to build stuff, or you know, it, it's like one of those things where, like nowadays, there are artists that are very technical and they're very. There's some people that like they can't model, they can't whatever, but they can totally like set up a scene and right. they can wrap their head around that, right? So. um so I you know I was super proud of it because I was like, you know what I think you would like is mega scans. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I just yeah. like threw that out there, and she made this in Octane at 11 years old. That's yesterday. It's better than I can do. <laughs> yeah. Depth of field, all that. Like yeah. she understand. Like the whole scene. Like if you zoom out, it's very rudimentary. And mm-hmm. you know, we had this kind of conversation talking about how. You know, it's just about what's going to be in the frame. So just mm-hmm. set up the frame. Don't don't worry about what the rest of the world looks like. We're just yeah. gonna do it that way. She's got a little. There's a little bag of trash she has right here. Love it. And uh, the statue and the trash can. And this is kind of like abandoned. And it's called Once a Paradise, Now Abandoned. So that's her. Yeah, that's her thing. I like it. Yeah. Very yeah. pretty. You should do an NFT of it. You should. Yeah, up on yeah. Hook. 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 <laughs> I think of the what is it the episode of Simpsons with the No Homers Club? Yeah, the No Homers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But 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 the that Homers in there. He's like it's the No Homers yeah. Club, and they yuck. close the door, and he's like, yuck. Yuck. <clears throat> anyway, so so uh, I think that's about all we got, yeah. right? Oh, that's it. So um, uh, right. for those just tuning in for the drop, make sure to uh, check us out every Monday. Um, around noon it's uh this is the second half of the MoGraph podcast you can check us mm-hmm. out on MoGraph.com. um and if you or anyone you know has a drop coming up feel free to email us info <clears throat> at MoGraph.com. yeah oh look who it is look who joined us oh look- hi there matt uh see your pet your dog there <laughs> oh hello and say hi what's going on <laughs> man i need a pet <laughs> getting left out right? here all i've got is a house plant <laughs> yeah matt i'm uh, i'm dropping by to tell you to check out the mograph tiktok oh i've been yeah. posting a bit there so you can see what i'm working on <laughs> and my nfts yeah so doing nfts has really given me a uh, new leash on oh, life i knew it was coming too <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it's hard sometimes to see other people that are doing so well and they're selling so easily. Sometimes I kind of feel like I'm getting lapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my girlfriend's good at this as well, you know, and uh, she's helped me shed a little Aww. light on the subject, if you know what I mean, to make me feel better. Getting a little depressed here. She said, you just got to give it time. Which is of the essence, you know, when you're living in dog minutes. But but she made she made me feel good. She made me feel better about it. She's a good girl. And mm. uh yeah, I'll introduce you to some time. She's she's really quite uh fetching. <laughs> I knew that was I knew that I knew that was where it was going. Anyway, I gotta go bye. Bye, Dorpy <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dorpy. Thanks for stopping by. 
Hey, uh, there was one. Oh, the email. We have an email I want to answer before we get going yeah. here. And because it's NFT related. So I'm going to read this real quick. Uh, oh, I'm in last week's episode. That wouldn't help. <sighs> All right. Um, this is, it's funny because somehow I don't know what helped happen with my markdown. I must have put too many exclamation points. <laughs> I've got all this like bold things. I think it's trying to interpret my exclamations as markdown. This is from Jack who says, Hey guys, love the show. And I look forward to it every week. You keep asking people to write in with topics. And I thought I would give you a try as I'm not getting anywhere with maker's place. I uh, brought some uh, boss logic. Or I bought some boss mm-hmm. art, boss logic artwork on maker's place back on the 15th of March. I want to resell and set the resale price right away. After all this time, it's still pending in the status. Oh, that sucks. Ooh. I cannot change the price as it's stuck. I have reached out to Maker's Place Sport numerous <clears throat> times asking what the issue is, and they haven't done anything. I can send the email chain of their responses if you want. <laughs> They've been really abysmal in their support. Oh, that sucks. Literally yeah. looping uh, conversation, asking what the issue is, saying they'll afford it to support even though they are support. Looking on uh, the piece comments, it seems other people are having the same issues as me without any feedback from Maker's Mm. Place. In the addition activity, it seems none of the artworks have been resold since the drop, which seems really weird. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. That is interesting. Like none of them. I don't know where else to go as Maker's Place aren't (laughs) auctioning anything Uh or actioning anything. Uh, I essentially have bought some artwork, which I can do nothing with. We're talking $999. I was hoping you could mention something so other people who are having the same issue can band together and get something out of this. That's a a good idea. Again, I absolutely love the show, love the guests you have on, the insights you have into the motion graphics, digital art industry as a whole. I really think you're doing something special here. Sorry if this isn't in your remit, but uh, didn't know where else to go. Thanks again, guys. Keep up the amazing work you're doing. Uh, thanks, Jack. That yeah, really, really appreciate that. That's, and that does suck that you're having that problem. I haven't heard about that. You know, I I had that issue when I was, I think I was selling a, a David Aryev piece, or I had you know like I had bought one and then I relisted it and stuff, and it was pending for a while. I think I think I eventually just uh. Like, I think I was able to change it to, like, a quick one, you know, instead of, like, a, a slow one. I don't know if that even can change oh, it Oh, changing the gas. Yeah, it, changing the no gas price. But there's no way it would be waiting for gas fees for that long. I don't know. In, in That's, that seems like, I, I feel like this is an issue that some people have talked about with NFTs. Yeah. You know? There are these weird, like, kind of, like, stuck issues. And that's mm-hmm. something I was going to talk about, actually, with the Beeple piece. I have a friend. I got the number eight. He's got the number ten. And yeah. we both took them off of Nifty <clears throat> and put them up on uh, on OpenSea. Yeah. And it was kind of a nerve-wracking process because you're like, what happens if it just disappears? And it's it, one of the great things about the security of using crypto is how secure it is. But it also makes it dangerous because if you make a mistake – it's probably gone yep. forever. Yeah. And so it's like with the uh, Sunday Beeple piece, you had to already own one. And mm-hmm. so my buddy and I were like, well, maybe we should move these over back to Nifty so that we could yeah. get a piece. Because you got like a one in very... 300 chance of getting one, you know? Right. That's pretty right. good. Which Ariev and EJ got nothing when right. they did that. So 
you know, that sucks. Uh, but he decided to move his over and I didn't right mm-hmm. back to nifty. And he sent me a text like 20 minutes later. He's like, dude, my art is gone. It's been in the, it's been nowhere for 20 minutes. It's not here. It's not on nifty. I don't know where it went. I tried to talk to nifty. He's like freaking out. Somehow he was able to get it back over to open sea. Mm-hmm. But man, moving NFTs around Once, is so yeah. nerve wracking. I've been wondering yeah. about and the I infrastructure think is- for this because there's so much hype, and like all these sites went from yeah. you know mm-hmm. just this kind of offbeat thing to all of a sudden it's this huge thing, and like who's running the sites, who's yeah. curating mm-hmm. this, and all of a sudden there's like all this hype, <laughs> yeah. and they're in charge of it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, the good thing is that like the actual NFTs are backed by right. the blockchain. Like that technology is the same overall. But yeah, like these issues, like mm-hmm. with Maker's Place, with something getting stuck, mm-hmm. I feel like that is more of a Maker's Place issue. Yeah, yeah, especially with that stuff being stuck on yeah. Maker's Place. That that is a Maker's Place issue. Yeah, and Jack, <clears throat> I, I, re- I really wish we had more answers for you there. But you're yeah. right. Like this is at least a good starting point to kind of put it out there. And say, has anybody else had this issue? Mm-hmm. Because even if, like, I could understand if you had the issue and they were addressing it, but a, a, a website that's this big in NFTs yeah. should be addressing issues like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if they're not, I can't imagine why they wouldn't be unless there's some something See, and, they don't and, you know, know how to there's, fix. But. There's, like, so, for example, the Blake Catherine piece, the drawing one, you know, mm-hmm. like... That one was in limbo for a long time, you know. One of the 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 busts that she did, like that mm-hmm. one, the the twenty five were in limbo for a really long time, like I think like a month, you know. And I don't know, I don't know what the deal with behind that was. I wonder if this is something similar, dealing hmm. with the blockchain. I don't know. The thing and is, like also- this stuff, this stuff needs to be instantaneous, you know. Until it's instantaneous and traceable and stuff like that it's gonna it's gonna cause all kinds of issues and they are like traceable and so it's really weird like mm-hmm. if i go back and i look at mine mm-hmm. right apparently i had two offers on my piece through open when it was on nifty that i never knew about because i wasn't on open but somehow you could see the blockchain it's so confusing yeah to i me. think so open i think when people i think that's like a global offer I'm not 100% Somebody sure. put in a global offer for 77 ETH for my piece, apparently, before I moved it mm. to to OpenSea. And I'm Jeez. like, oh, that would have been nice to know. Yeah, that would have gone for it. Because Ether just hit $3,000, you know, right. all-time high. It yeah. would have been, been a nice payday. Yeah. What is that? It's like a... $231,000. Yeah. $231? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Oh, well. Hey, so if you're out there, I'm still interested. <laughs> it's actually listed right now yeah. for 55 ETH. <clears throat> you want to buy it on OpenSea. Well, there you go. Yeah. Go pick it up. You know, jump up. change. Just go get it real quick. Right? Someone, yeah. buy it. Yeah. Buy it now, please. <laughs> Any, but anything else in the world of NFTs we need to talk about today? Nah, let's get out of here. I got client work <laughs> I got to do. All right. Let's get out of here. Is this the fucking mic? This is exactly what I should be doing. And we're back. And we're back. Veronica, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. We really appreciate it. Yeah. 
It was a good episode. I think we learned a lot about medical animation today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and, you know, and there's been so many times where I'm like, man, I would love to get into the, the medical animation field. I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know, like I always saw it as, oh, medical, that's that's expensive. They got a lot of money, right? And I love right. to get into that, you know, but then you talk to someone like you and it's like, oh, man, there's so much more involved than just saying I want to get into the med- yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> It's like... Yeah. Oh man, I, I, I no, I don't. I, that that like learning about how much is involved. I'm just like, nah. I'll leave it to the professionals. You can you know. save that for another life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Come to the dark side. Do a lot of study, and you can come over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Matt. Just go to medical school real quick. Yeah. All right. You can do just, it on the side. That was right? the original plan, and then I had to take uh, calculus. And I, I finished calculus. I had to take What's uh, calculus. I had to take uh, uh, what was it? Organic uh, chemistry. No, physics. Physics. And I was just like, no, I'm out. Sorry. I apologized to my wife. I said, sorry, you're not going to marry a doctor. I'm going to be an artist. Yeah, physics hits I feel like I really let her down that day. (laughs) You have to be really good at math. The maths for that. Yeah. I was not. Yep. Yep. All right. Veronica, if people want to find you online, mm-hmm. on the interwebs, I know you don't, like, put, like, a ton of dailies out or anything like that, but, you know, you've, you've got a presence on there. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. can people find you? Um, so, I'm on Instagram at Falconary Visuals, Twitter at Falconary V. Um, my website is falconaryvisuals.com. Good luck spelling the Italian. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Falcon, I-E-R-I. Um, and if you look for Veronica Falconary Hayes, you'll, you'll find me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I wonder if I misspell it. Will that will that get it'll me? Probably, it'll probably, it'll probably get me to the right place. I should try. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll put all the links to everything we talked about today in the show notes for the episode. Make sure you check us out on MoGraph.com yep. and all that stuff. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Leave a review. Helps get our ratings up. Subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Subscribe mm-hmm. to our newsletter. It should be going out I don't know if I'm going to do it this week. I'll probably wait till next because we're lining up some other guests and I want to get all their headshots all taken care of and things and put mm-hmm. a little mention for the next round of uh, Maxon show, which mm-hmm. is, I believe, in two weeks because, yeah, I've got rehearsals next week. Yes, 3D Motion Show Wednesday 19th. Uh, make sure that you uh, get ready to check that out and hang out on the streams and things. Mm-hmm. And... You can also say you've been there, done that, got the t-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee, the Paul Bab classic Feel the Bab 2020 Vintage. shirt. Vintage. All of the profits from that go to yeah. Doctors Without Borders. And you got the Render Things t-shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve tee, the That Render is Fire shirt, which you're only allowed to wear ironically, unless, unless you're, you're shams. shams. Yep. And lastly, the MoGraph Blandishment shirt, which I just realized when we did the server switch over uh, it it didn't make the cut in the oh, backup. No. <laughs> I got to make sure I put that back up yeah. on this version of the website. So apparently nobody's buying it because nobody's asked where it was yeah, for the, like, the last two months. So you can get the MoGraph Blandishment shirt there, and uh, you can follow us on all the things. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MoGraph.com. Check us out. Got a lot of stuff in the works for this year that I think is going to so be much. really fun. Oh, man. And, uh, Y'all are going to be we'll... so excited. I'm I'm so excited. Uh, I think we got some fun things we've been working yeah. on, you know, for a year or so that I think we're going to finally start trickling <laughs> out and you can see what we've been for talking about for all for this time. Years. Yeah. <laughs> had to had to get had to, you know, do some courses and things, to get right. a little cash flow to make these things happen. So, right. uh, uh thanks to our 
thanks to our uh, instructors who, yeah. who are helping us uh, realize this vision because we we take you know what what profit did we make off of it and we 100%. reinvest it into the yep. community. Yep. And uh, and we uh, we also put that into advertising and other things. So. Yeah. Much thanks. One hundred percent of the profits of MoGraph.com go back into MoGraph.com. <laughs> we have made zero dollars yeah. on MoGraph.com. Yes. I yep. have not made a dime off yep. of it yet. <clears throat> Hopefully that'll change and we Hopefully. get things moving and yep. we can just do this full time and yep. there we go. I kind of do it full time now. Yeah, you but, do. <laughs> but and Matt can kind of, you know, come to yeah. the dark side too. Right? And we can just do this all day. Yep. Streaming all the time. All, all the be- streams. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well, that is about it. Again, Veronica, we yeah. appreciate you being yeah, on and uh, hanging out with us for two and a half hours of yeah. of us rambling. And <laughs> we look forward to seeing you in person, hopefully sometime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, not Bring the baby out to NAB. It'll Definitely. be great. Yeah, no, no <laughs> big deal. Take the baby to the slots. Just, I, mean, I feel like just Get pulling the thing, s- he'll be able to do that soon. He'll have the muscle coordination. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, taking the cigarette smoke, all that stuff. Right. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, what does it nothing like leaving. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Nothing like leaving Vegas with a with a hardcore nicotine addiction. It's great. Right. Yeah. I didn't even smoke any cigarettes. What happened? <laughs> Man, now I really want some Virginia Slims. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> all right. Cool. All right. That about wraps it up, though. We're gonna get out of here. Until next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. I'm Veronica Falconary Hayes. Have a good one. Later, yo. It's pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast, industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SeaGraph, HalfRes, and local meetups. <laughs> Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. We gotta stop this thing, Rick! It's gonna kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software, learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it. We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. 
subscribe to MoGraph.com. 